0: 560 WQAM presents The your, Neil Rogers Show. Please. To talk to Neil, dial 5670560 560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, call toll-free 877-785-NEIL or pound 560
1: on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not no. represent those no. of WQAM no, management, no, no,
0: staff, no. or sponsors. No. Now, The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM.
1: Neil got
2: out. WQAL. Where
1: the faggot is. To take your daughters to see the new Jonas Brothers movie. Oh my god,
2: the Jonas Brothers!
1: You need the Jonas Brothers Movie Survival Kit. Each survival kit comes with a sleep mask so you don't have to watch, earplugs so you don't have to hear, and a cyanide capsule just in case the mask and plugs don't work. Oh
2: my god, the
3: Jonas Brothers!
1: The Jonas Brothers Movie Survival Kit. You can make it. The film is only 76 minutes long. Oh my god,
3: the Jonas Brothers! Give me those earplugs! Oh my god,
1: the Jonas Brothers! And the cyanide! Oh my god!
3: Jonas Brothers 3D Concert Experience Survival Kit. It's too
1: late for me. Save yourselves.
3: Well, here we are. Today feels like Friday. I have no idea why. So if I'm not here tomorrow, it's because I think today's Friday. Uh Uh-oh. Doesn't today feel like Friday to you, or is it just me? It feels weird, yeah. Does it? Mm Mm-hmm. You're a little low. Is, Is it me, or is it your level is, I don't know. How about that? That's a little better. Okay. Crank it up. Crank up the flea. Okay, here's the poll result from yesterday, 990 votes. I bet if I left it on there a little bit longer, we'd have had 1,000, but big deal. Who cares? Who's counting? Other than Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like the best? Network 191. I'm really shocked. I'm, I'm pleased, but uh, I'm shocked because there's so many people, you know, Oh, that's so boring. I'm as mad as
2: hell, I'm not going to take this anymore.
3: Oh! Clock records 160, even though I'm not a student of the movie. Glengarry Glenn Ross, you fairy. 140. Deliverance 110. I hate I hate them all 108. They're right there and that vote is the epitome of what's wrong with South Florida.
2: <laughs>
3: I hate them all 108. How could anybody hate all the movies on this list? Can you explain that to me? No, I cannot. Requiem for a Dream 55. I haven't seen any of these movies. 51. 5% of the audience hasn't seen any of the movies on this list. That's amazing. That's even more Grotesque, and I hate them all. The hate you expect. Fatso, 44. The Exorcist, 38. Dracula, 28. Magnolia, 23. Christine, 14. The Hospital, 12. The Talented Mr. Ripley, 8. Imaginary Heroes, 5. And The Covenant, 3. 51 people say they haven't seen any of these movies. I thought we had a bunch of movie buffs out there. They don't. They don't know for movies. And today's poll, we're resurrecting an oldie but goodie. I'm bringing back a lot of old polls now. For the foreseeable future, because all of our pollmeisters are out of material, I guess Charlie B's got no new polls, and Sean from Hollywood nothing new, and there's nothing on there on the Outlook Express no new polls that I would use. I mean, there's you know been a few in there that are just idiotic. So today I'm bringing back one we've done a few times, and I've got the old list. Now these people, how could you do this? Now could you leave a? This isn't my opinion. This isn't my taste. This is the list that I faxed to Eric was from the last time we did this poll about 100 years ago. hmm. The best male singer of all time is, and this, this list was compiled by what the audience wanted on there. Okay. That's there domino. One vote votes so far. Now, let's see. You have to add a couple. Frank Sinatra, somebody says. Scott. Scott must be 100 years old and have bad taste. Frank Sinatra. Oh. He'll, he'll get some votes. You got it? Yeah, I'll take care of that. Demsey says if Neil Sedaka and Bob Seger run, surely you can squeeze David Bowie in there. He may not be your cup of tea. This poll's got nothing to do with my cup of tea, okay? And for any uh, for good measure, what about George's favorite other than Freddie Prince or Freddie Mercury? Roger Whitaker, no. I haven't heard any more from George. Have you? I thought we were getting a daily report, but I guess there's nothing new. No, I haven't heard anything. Really? Come on, George, give us an update, report, inquiring minds want to know. So, Frank Sinatra and David Bowie, you're putting on there. Got it. Oh, and also, uh, Linda says, please add Justin Hayward from the Moody Blues. Okay? Okay. You know Justin Hayward? Yeah. I mean, I I know the Moody Blues, but if you would have said to me, hey, Justin Hayward, I don't know who that is. No. And probably not too many people. I bet you a few people know Eddie Hayward, the pianist. Remember Soft Summer Breeze by Eddie Haywood? No. You don't? Da 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 da. If you had the music library there, if you had it all cranked up, you could probably play a couple of notes. Soon. Don't do it. By the way, there's a word that's coming to mind. I had a really. See, I can't talk to you off the ear, and I don't want to call you and bug you off the ear. But somebody sent me a really, really fascinating email yesterday afternoon about the uh, new rating system and about encoding and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it raised some real questions in my mind. But nevertheless, we'll talk about it one day when we get our new studio toward the end of next week or whatever month it that happens. That's right. It's a real pain coming here and to sit here to the sounds of silence or really the sounds of Joe show. Which I realize, I'm not a sports nerd, but I mean, jerk, jerk street. That wasn't bad enough. And then this boxing guy, who was that guy he had on at the end? Oh, my God. He's a uh, welterweight boxer. Wow. The Dow's up a point and a half. Not much. Not much going on there. The best male singer of all time, Freddie Mercury, 67. Elvis Presley, 33. you got to be kidding me. Roy Orbison, 27. Roy actually won this last time we did this poll a long time ago. I sure hope that doesn't happen again. I mean, I like Robertson Everson just fine, but is he the best male singer of all time? Not even close. Marvin Gaye, 24. Elton John, 20. Johnny Mattress, 16. Jim Morrison, 16. Paul McCartney, 14. Billy Joel, 10. That's uh, an infomnia. Michael Jackson, 9. Burton Cummings, 8. Luis Miguel, 7. Stevie Tyler, 6. Dion, 5. John Lennon, 5. Jay Black from Jane and Americans, 3. That's who I voted for. B.J. Thomas, three. Bob Seeger three. Gene Pitney, three. Paul Simon, two. Rod Stewart's got a pair. I don't want to see him. Frank Sinatra got one. Must be the guy that uh, sent that in. Neil Sedaka, one. Rick Nelson, one. David Bowie, none. And Fats Domino, none. Out of 286. That's an infomnia. Fats Domino, don't have any? I kind of laughed that he was on the list, though. He what? I kind of laughed that he was on the list,
4: actually. Why is that? He got seven votes the first time. I think he's a good performer. I wouldn't call him a great singer.
3: Oh, Okay, whatever you say. I don't agree with you. I used to buy all the Fats Domino records when I was a little kid. The Fat Man, Antoine Fats Domino. Well, I was sure worried during Katrina, man. They were like looking for him. He was wandering all around. He was walking in New Orleans or something like that. I don't know. Guess who died? Who? Somebody who was a guest on my show way back in the day when I used to do boring guests. Guests are ponderous, man. Guests are just awful. Not, of course, Jerk, Jerk Street, but to me, guests are just horrible. Father Jean Just, spiritual leader of the Haitian Americans, died. You ever hear of him? No. He was a real Ojean provocateur. Him and his buddy, Ara Kurzban. Had them both on my show back in the day. Father Gerard Jean Just, a Roman Catholic priest whose passionate, relentless 30-year human rights crusade on behalf of his fellow Haitians cast him as their spiritual and political leader in South Florida, has died. Jean Just was a liberation theologist, whatever that means. Controversial in both the U.S. and his homeland, he battled the unequal treatment of Haitian refugees in the federal courts, in Miami streets, and in the media. He suffered a stroke recently, according to Ira Kurzban, the Miami attorney who represented John joustes Haitian Refugee Center in several lawsuits against the U.S. government, died Wednesday at Jackson Memorial. He was 62, yesterday. His death apparently was unrelated to the leukemia the Jackson doctors treated three years ago. Kurzban said the Haitian-American community has lost a visionary and a central figure who helped to establish the Haitian community in South Florida. They lost a friend whose arms and heart were always open. Gerard John Juist, he's dead. I wonder how many other guests I had on back in the day when I used to do boring guests. I wonder how many of them have died, like Holy Joe, some of those old farts. I mean, they were old back then, 30-some years ago. They must be pushing up daisies now. Why do they say, there's another expression, why do they say pushing up daisies? I don't know. Oh, the Dow's down 21 points. Oh, it took a sudden turn. Jane Randolph is dead, too. Not Jay Randolph. Remember Jay Randolph was on the Marlin games for a while? Boy, he's awful. Oh, you don't like anybody. I'll tell you, he's not as bad, though, as the guy that got doing it now, though. What's his name, Rich Waltz? Oh, my God. He still sounds like a little kid. Yeah. He is just embarrassing. I mean, this is a market that had Rick Weaver once upon a time and Joe Angel. And now we got Jimmy Syphilitic and we got um, Rich Waltz, Randy Red Deer uh, Silly Ass Molar, Geldy. My God, the people doing play by play in this market. Jane Randolph, a B movie actress in the 1940s who was best known for her role in the movie Cat People, died May 4th in Gstaad, Switzerland. After surgery on a broken hip, her daughter renounced. She was 93. I've never been to Switzerland. Oh, I did go to Mohawk yesterday for 20 minutes, and I got out of there. You didn't like it? Didn't I hated it. I called my cabbie. He waits for me in the parking lot. I called him up. I said, pick me up at the front door. I'll be uh, there in two minutes. Let's go to Woodbine. And we did. I lost there, too, but at least at least I knew what I was losing. You know what I mean? Mohawk. It's way out in the middle of nowhere. It's in, it's in a place called Yenemsville, Campbellville. Way, way out on the 401. And it's like in farm country, and there's a bunch of old farmers there. At least there weren't any smelly uh, Chinese men They didn't have the ethnic flavor of woodbine. You know what I mean by ethnic flavor? Yes. The ethnic folks who come on the bus. But I would never go back there. It just I mean, you know, it's a little place. I got a story about the psychology of slot machines going for broke. I'm going to get to that momentarily, and some of you might find it amusing. And some of you might not. I don't know if it's compelling or not. To be honest with you, I don't know from compelling anymore. I do know from, what was that word I was using before? Oh, uh, encoding. Mm-hmm. I want you to stop and think about that. Maybe I'll fax you this. Um... Nah, I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait till the end of next week, and then we'll discuss it off the air. Jane Randolph is dead. Under contract to Archeo Pictures in 1942, she was cast as Alice Moore, the young woman terrorized during a nocturnal swim in Cat People, the first of producer Val Luton's horror films. I never heard of Val Luton, I never heard of the cat people, did you? And I never heard of Jane Randolph. Nope. The scene of her becoming trapped in an indoor swimming pool by an ominous feline creature whose eerie presence was suggested rather than revealed on screen is one of cinema's indelibly suspenseful scenes, Alan K. Rohde, a writer and film historian, told the Times. Randolph reprised the character two years later in the 1944 sequel, Curse of the Cat People. Curses. She played vulnerable victims and conniving fatales with equal panache and a clutch of Something and fantasy B Pictures. Hmm. Noir and fantasy oh boy. Between nineteen one thing about movie uh so called self proclaimed movie experts, they're all pseudo intellectual idiots, ass clowns. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. And by See, the way I w- watch a movie I want to be entertained. I want to be amused, entertained, uh you know, something. Right. I don't watch it so I can critique it. Oh by the way, uh, pushing D-
4: up daisies was uh first using a book in, ni- in uh eighteen forty two. And that's where it comes up from. daisy, yeah. Yeah, toes uh, facing the daisies or something like that was used in a book, and that's where the uh, phrase came
3: from. Toes facing the daisies. Yep. Well, I sure hope they don't bury me face down. No, that'd be bad, I guess. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really make any difference, right. though, does it? No, who no. cares? Anyway, she's a dead. This is abroad. Jane Randall. She did this, she did that. Three weeks after wrapping up her role as an insurance investigator in the 1948 film, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, she married Jamie Del Amo. He would help develop the Del Amo Shopping Center on family land in Torrance, California. The company spent most of their time in Spain. Most recently, Randolph lived in a chalet in Switzerland, kept a home in L.A. Well, goody goody gumdrop. Never heard of her. She's dead. That's a shame. That's really a shame. Poor Jane. How old, It doesn't say how old she was, did it? No, nowhere in the story didn't say how old she was. Hmm. Not that anybody would care, because nobody except maybe a few old, old, really old farts. I mean, I'm ancient, and I don't know who the hell that Ten thirteen at 560 WQAM. It's a Thursday. We got Big uh, Dog at 4. What, what's his name? Jim Mandich. 2 to 4, we got the uh, Big O. A lot of big things. Oh! Big O. Oh! Big Dog. Oh! And then uh, at 7 o'clock, so what is it? Hurricane Hotline. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, that's big. Big deal. Eight to nine, high school uh, gridiron report, and then at nine oh. o'clock we got the magic at the calves, and we got NBA hoops at nine. You into that? No, I already asked you. I'm not either. Neil Rogers
2: got
3: absolutely.
1: Magic marker. With a black magic marker, I write letters big enough to read. I need a black magic marker. My eyes are so bad, I can't see. Keep the cap on it, baby. The cap keeps it from fading. Don't lose the cap, on it fades moisture is the like
3: maybe the marker 1019 at 560 wqam happy Thursday to you boy you realize it's almost el, uh, el uh, primero de junio what it's almost the first of June wow Monday. well speaking of that tomorrow I'm gonna to, um I guess I'll send it to you mm-hmm the talent for Ramey, we got these talent sheets. I mean, you sent me that directory of those numbers, but I can't read a lot of the numbers. There's like a a blank space down through the third number on the whole sheet. Uh-oh. Don't send them again, though. Okay. And I'm not really sure where to send it anyway, so I'll just send it to you, and you can walk it over to Deb or whoever's, whoever's in accounting these days. Yeah, that'd be Deb. Mike says, don't bring up Kirk Jerk Street too much. You'll get that Jerk Street email guy all heated up. That guy's the biggest loser. I see him from time to time at a bar off 17th Street in Fort Lauderdale. He knows I listen to you, so when he's drunk, he comes up to me and says, Hey, buddy, you know I'm the Kirk Kirk Jerk Street uh, lover guy? God, get a life, says Mike. Have a great show. Thank you. Yeah, I got a guy that's obsessed with Jerk Jerk Street. Hmm. He sends me emails about him all the time, at least uh, when Jerk is on our station. Is it Clarence? Could be. Wouldn't surprise me, Clarence must be the only uh, big fan of Jerk Street and Drew Rosenstein Kranz. P.R. Ralph has an update on Al Goldstein. I don't know where this is from. Oh, I see the New York Post. Many have long accused Al Goldstein of having a screw loose. Now it turns out the portly porn potentate who ran a defunct smut rag screw magazine and was infamous for his uh, tirades on cable TV has been living in the psych ward of the Veterans Administration Hospital on East 23rd Street. For 43 weeks, I've been living with crackheads and homeless people, he told the Post Lucas Alpert. Goldstein, 73, said he ended up there against his will last October after fainting from taking too much Ambien. I'm diabetic. I got off balance, he explained. Friends say Goldstein was threatening suicide prior to the episode and needs help. He says his last wife, his sixth and more than 40 years younger, only married him for a green card and left once she got it. But he... Yeah, but he claims he's still looking for love. I'd like to find an old woman whose husband died and I could be her boy toy. Oh, nice. God. <laughs> a lot of things I can think of Al Goldstein as, but being anybody's boy toy, oh, boy. I think that ambience kicking in again, Al. Get some help. You ever meet Al Goldstein? Never had the privilege. He's really a great guy. He's misunderstood, I would say. <laughs> he's misunderstood. I'm a fat Jew. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. He's funny, but in his case, a little bit goes a long way. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. He's always on. He's always Al Goldstein. Tim, uh, Tim says, I think the reason that young punk... Remember what I told you? Encoding. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about ratings, thinking about encoding, thinking about the possibilities that exist there. I'm not looking to make an excuse, but there's got to be some explanation. For this scandal that's going on there. Wouldn't you call it scandalous? Yeah. No? It's odd. But not scandalous? Could be. Could be scandalous. Oh, Campbell Brown is back on CNN. What a shame. Anyway, Tim says, I think the reason young punks don't like network is that they don't get the irony of it, since just about everything in the movie has come true. Right. Right? Right. No, it just doesn't have the special effects and the uh,
4: bells and whistles and stuff. Well, we're in an ADD society now, so you got to get your yeah. message in five
3: seconds or they tune now. That's right. Out. That's right. That, 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 you've got to be compelling. Everything you say has to uh, has to be compelling. That's what your buddy, fat-ass, bloody uh, Jolly Joe told me the other day. When he called and went, pa 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 beep, 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 boop, 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 boop. I still don't understand what, what the big deal is about that studio. There's a lot you don't understand, Jolly Joe. Most of it has to do with broadcasting. Also for best male singer, Tim says, I'd add your pal Brian Wilson in the 60s only and maybe Jimmy Scott. Maybe. I don't think so on Jimmy Scott. Brian Wilson, no, not the best male singer ever. You think? No, he wouldn't get my vote. No. I mean, that would be like putting Frankie Valli on there. Not that I didn't like the Four Seasons, but Frankie Valli was not the best male singer, and neither was Brian Wilson. I wonder if he's got a new album out, Brian you like it? <laughs> oh, I love it. Ronnie Van Zandt of Leonard Skinner says, uh, Clem from Tennessee. Listening from your favorite state, Tennessee. I guess the streaming is fine. We don't have any uh, technical, extra technical problems today. The encoding might be a little bit off. Now, how, how would I go about investigating that? Which part? The encoding situation. I'm not sure. I guess start. I mean, we can't with the talk source. too much about that technology for whatever reason. No, I, I'm not sure about that. Do you have any idea why? No, I don't. I mean, we were always free to talk about Arbitron and the diaries, and people would people would uh, call in or, in this case, fax, email, something and say, hey, Neil, we got the four diaries in my house, and we're listening to you all the time. Or, yeah, like that, they would say. I haven't gotten anybody that's emailed me yet and said, oh, yeah, I'm involved in the new Arbitron technology Right, and can talk about. There's another part of the technology that I don't understand.
4: That's not the technology. It's the way they use it, because mm-hmm. if you're an online listener, you don't get counted as much as an on-air listener, which makes no sense to me. You're still listening to the station. What's the difference how you're receiving the station? No, supposedly it's all the same. No, it's not. It's weighted differently. You get less for online listening, yeah, definitely. Why is that? That's my question.
3: What difference does it make if they're listening on their pop-up toaster? If they're listening, they're listening. Exactly. Well, what kind of a communist bunch of crap is that? Communista. Barry Jackass says, my sources are hearing Sid Rosenberg will start on WQM September 26th. Word is he'll be taking the two to four slot. When you hear this, you're going to plot I already did twice today, so... No word on WQM's plans for Al- Orlando Alzaquiri. My sources tell me Jimmy Syphilis has made a request to the Dolphin front office to have Orlando removed from the game day Dolphin broadcasts. I'm hearing that Howard Davis and Steve White would be interested in Orlando for 7 dollars of the ticket. Jimmy Syphilis made a request. Him and uh, or the big old boy hate each other like poison, I guess, huh? Sure seems like it. Wow. In the meantime, Jimmy's the one they ought to be shoving off of there. Get him off. Oh put a real God. play-by-play guy He's get the Bill Zimfer back. He's horrible. Who is? Syphilis, uh, syphilis is terrible. No kidding. Nice guy, terrible uh, play-by-play guy. He's a nice guy. guy? He's always been nice to me, so. He was to me two years, a hundred years ago, till he turned on me. till he became a famous broadcaster. till he became a right-wing, ultra-Nazi broadcaster on Cheap Channel. So anyway, the award is that Toast is your uh, contact over there. I know Toast, but he's not my contact. Oh. I'm not
4: going to give up
3: my source, you know. How about frittata? I know omelet.
4: What? I know omelet. Yeah, and? He's like up in Connecticut or something like that
3: now. He's your source? No, he's not my source. Omelet is Flea's source. See, Johnny Dolan, if he don't uh, stop making those fake uh, emails with Paul Castronova's um, signature on him, he's going to get himself in deep crap over there. You can be sure of that. 'Cause one thing about Cheap Channel, from what I hear, and you worked for them, is they don't uh, they don't put up with a lot of crap.
4: No, not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, they put out a memo when I was working there that anybody that called it Cheap Channel within the building was going to be fired on the spot. There you go.
0: I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers.
1: After years of drug abuse and controversial rehabilitation. Beach Boy Brian Wilson is ready to release a collection of his latest compositions. Thanks for uh, granting us this interview, Brian. Uh, Brian, do you have any idea how retarded you sound? I'll show you what I mean. Here's how you sounded back in 62 from this early Beach Boy recording session. Hey, man. Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, My ears... Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Listen. Okay. Did you like it? Oh, that's very nice, Brian. Hey, did you like it? Well, it's a little hard to dance to. you like it? Yeah, very, uh, very nice, Brian. The Brian Wilson Collection of Burned Out Compositions. Do you like it? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, That's great. Master copy available now on eBay. Do you like it? Well, I've got to be going. Do
3: you like it? Seems to me Brian is a waddling, a walking, talking ad for drugs. He's the only one of the brothers still alive. Dennis drowned. Carl is dead. From fat, I guess. Hmm. And the Brian's still alive. With all the drugs he did, didn't you think he'd be the first one to go?
4: Yeah, you would think so, but and supposedly Dennis
3: was an expert uh, surfer and swimmer and all these things. You know, that was their whole thing, surfer, you know. Right. Surfer guys. But Dennis drowned. Oh, somebody uh, with a phone number and no name says, Happy Shavuos, it's tonight. Happy Shavuos, everybody, to all the Yidlach out there, both of you. That's the problem with South Florida now. It's uh, changed so much. All the Jews got pushed out. All the Goya moved in. That's the problem. That's why we got no audience left. Oh, and speaking of uh, rumors and speaking of George, where's that one from? Uh, here it is. Barry. Barry's just out of control again today. Very Jackass, you know? Mm-hmm. The Daniel of show will be at the Cleveland or on South Beach Friday night starting at 8 p.m. George is invited, it says. I, I wouldn't have read that other than the fact that it's got George involved in it. Word is, Howard Davis and Steve White are looking to see if George can fill a similar role in the morning to what Mark Hock-Hockman does on the Dan Bastard show. Hmm. Executive producer and creative force behind the show. This must be from the real Mark uh, Hock-Hockman, because that's all they talk about is over across the street. They want to see what chemistry George has with the others and if it can be translated on air. Wow. So that's tomorrow night at the Cleveland or on South Beach. George is going to be uh, joining a bunch of... Uh, Goofballs from across the street. Yeah, they dumped about. George.
4: They dumped about forty million dollars into the Clevelander. They just redid it. And it's nice.
3: You know that used to be like um, a real dump. Yeah, it's nice now. 40 Thank million you hanging out there all the time at the Clevelander. Didn't he? That was one of his sponsors, the Clevelander on, on South Beach. Really? Back in the days when they had all those ACLFs and all the all the old yentas used to sit out there on the sidewalk in the <laughs> lawn chairs, kind of like in Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, hi, Harry. Here's Harry.
2: Hi, Harry. <laughs>
3: Isn't that sad? Yeah. But that's what South Beach used to be before they uh, brought all the uh, Art Deco in and then all the clubs. Oh, yeah. You could see the scenes from Scarface. Yeah. Tim says, forgot to mention, if you like the Talented Mr. Ripley, you may want to check out the five original novels by Patricia Highsmith. Talented Mr. Ripley was first. Sardonic, very smart and hilarious. I don't read books. I don't have time to read books. Do you read books? Yeah, I do. I used to read a lot. I don't read anymore. And there's some people out there saying, oh, well, it shows, it shows. You need to do more reading. Be more well-rounded, Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> screw you. And did you know another one of the books in the series that says it was made into a movie? Yeah. The best one, it said there were actually a few, but the best one starred John Malkovich. Ooh. I couldn't believe it either, but Ripley's Game was quite good. Not as faggy as the first one, but it took place in Italy and it was fantastic. And uh, Tim says, I liked it anyway. Check it out. Ripley's Game.
4: I watched oh, a pretty okay. good movie last night called Donkey Punch. Never, never heard of it. It's like an independent British film. It was actually really good. Donkey Munch? Donkey Punch.
3: Oh, yeah. And what's it about?
4: Well, I don't want to give away the whole plot, but basically these guys, a uh, couple of girls and guys go out on a boat and then uh, horror ensues. Horror? Yeah. It's a horror movie. Not really a horror movie, but uh, there's some violent scenes in it for sure. But there's some horrors in it?
3: There's horrors in it for sure. Mark says, don't know if anybody said it yet, but what about David Clayton Thomas of Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Sure, for the list, David Clayton Thomas. Get him on there, please. Best male singer of all time. Here's some goofball again with the initials and a, and a number. Not even a phone number, just initials. Can't you people, I mean, I, mean, I know it, it's asking a lot, but can't you just make up a phony name like Ed or Sam or Sol or Moishi something? Or Vince, like ShamWow Vince. It just it just would add like a more personal touch as opposed to saying, well, here's one from DP9146, you know, which is what this one is. Am I right? Yeah. Oh wait, wait till I find. Let me find the one about the uh, phone calls. I'll okay. find that. Give me a shtuch. Oh, when are the calls coming back? You said you if you could. Well, we can't. Not yet. At the present time, we, don't, uh, we are technologically uh, handicraft. We've got a lot. Oh, here it is. I'll get back to the other one in a second. Mark, Matt in Miami says, I heard you say the other day you couldn't wait to take phone calls. Oh, you couldn't take phone calls if you wanted to. How much longer do we, the listeners, have to wait? How much longer do we have to wait? Isn't that priceless? <laughs> we will all be dead one day. So e emails are good, but they need a break already. I really miss some of the classic callers. Like, uh, And it says, does the Lucy Lopez Milky Way quarter slot guy or ratings guy still listen to or email your show? How the hell do I know? How do I know if they listen? First of all, Lucy Lopez was not a listener. She was. Uh, she's still over there at Power? Yes, she is. She's at Power 96, and George used to schlep her on a show when he was doing the show. Right. And the quarter slot guy, if I ever hear from him, ne- never hear from him again, it'll be much too soon. He has nothing to say. Says, I can't stand the I'm your friend guy. He ruins it for all the good callers you have. And who are those? Who, who are they? Please reconsider taking calls, mixing them in with the emails. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your show. Just an ID, uh, Neil, says Matt in Miami. I will do that if we uh, ever get the technology, if we get the phone fixed, if we get the dots back. Lots of things that don't work, but you know what Jolly Joe says, it's a lot easier to critique engineering than actually get the job done. Well, that's obvious because, boy, when it comes to this show, there ain't much getting done. Am I right? Pretty much. Now, have you looked in that studio that's supposedly going to be our studio? What's, what's lacking in there so far?
4: It's hard to tell by just looking at it because by the eye it looks like it's ready to go, but I'm assuming there's things missing that I can't see. And they haven't worked on it the last two days because they've been in the old building getting that one ready. Oh, I know. uh,
3: That's priority number one. And power is priority number two. And anything else that comes along is priority number three, four, five, and through 100. And then we're after that. Anyway, this uh, one email says, Is Holy Joe you mentioned the same one who preached to the surfers in South Beach in the 60s? That is correct. Holy Joe. He used to waddle around with his Bible. And he was a real goofball. I used to just rip him to smithereens, make a monkey out of him on the and after, after after I finished with him, then Craig Worthing started putting him on his show. Holy Joe! Holy Joe! Wait a minute, Holy Joe! Those were the days, man. Totally different world of radio. Can you put Paul Rogers on, Blackie wants to know? You want to put Paul Rogers on the list? Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Bad company. Bad company. Paul Rogers. He's good. Kerry yeah. says, "How can you not have the greatest singer of all time on your list, Roger Daltrey?" Oh my God, are you kidding me? Put him on there. Get Kerry the up to the, up to snuff. Three hundred and fifty nine votes on the poll. We're getting there. We had a thousand and twenty six the first time we done it. I'm not sure if that was on a weekday or a weekend or whatever. Just just point of reference. You know what I mean? since we're desperately floundering around trying to find out if we have any audience left at all, especially with this new Arbitron technology that claims that we've got a 0.000, whatever it is, eight eight millionths of uh, one percent of audience. They just all died. March 31, the whole audience died, moved away, tuned out. You believe it? No. Neither does anybody else. But I'm sure that this company is working feverishly to get this uh, straightened out. Because Jolly Joe says he called uh, the people at Arbitron when this uh, April number came out and said, if I was Bruce Beasley, I wouldn't pay for um, one of these two ratings, either the winter book or this April crap. Right. How can you have a 6.7 over a three-month period, and then all of a sudden you got a 0.2? A 0.2? What's the point? I say we just don't show up and they keep paying us. That's what I say. And we still can get a zero point two. What do you think? Works for me. So tonight is your voice. Does that mean I have tomorrow off? I told you it felt like Friday to me today. See.
1: O'Neill, my queen, God.
0: Prom tuxedo rental, seventy five dollars. Dinner at a downtown five star restaurant, two hundred dollars. Four hour limousine rental for your prom party. $765. $765. Getting laid on prom night? Priceless. There are some things that money can't buy. But for everything else, there's MaxterCard. Play on, play us.
3: MaxterCard, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. you hear it? I heard it. He said MaxterCard. 14 before 11 at 560 WQAM. And this is a shot at you, I guess. It says, why does everyone think more money equals better? Clevelander was great. Now it's lost its personality. It's just a shiny tourist trap. Okay. Says somebody with a phone number and no name.
4: What was it before?
3: What do you mean, what was it before? It was just an old, uh, dumpy place. Well, sometimes old, dumpy places have personality. And then when they just make it into a shiny tourist trap, it's like all the other shiny tourist traps. It has no individuality. It's kind of like the casinos in Vegas. I mean, as much as I used to love Vegas, one thing I always said, and it's true, they, they could drop you, they could blindfold you and take you into the middle of the casino floor in any casino in Vegas. And for the most part, there were maybe one or two exceptions. For the most part, you wouldn't have any idea when you opened your eyes which one you were in. Right. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah,
4: except for maybe the Mirage, I would guess.
3: And maybe, what's the one with all the art?
4: Hmm, not sure. Well, whatever. The Bellagio? That's that's it. Okay. Good guess. You've been in the Bellagio? I have. They have a restaurant there called Picasso's, which is amazing, and they have five original Picasso's in it.
3: They used to have a restaurant in the uh, Tropicana called Rhapsody. Boy, that place was just awesome. And now it's gone. Long gone. Many years. That's a shame. What? That's a shame. It is a shame. And in the MGM, they got a restaurant. What the hell's the um, guy that makes the frozen pizza? DiGiorno? No, not DiGiorno. <laughs> Come on. He's got all these Italian joints all over the place. Just awful, awful. It's kind of like the um, Grand Lux of uh, Vegas. They give you gigantic portions, just enough food for uh, an army, and it's just awful stuff. It's in the MGM. You could Google the MGM Grand and see the uh, restaurants in there. You'll find it if it's okay. still open. Right, when you see the name, you'll say, oh, yeah, I know that. And so will I. Here's one from R.B. It says, a few days ago you were saying how much you liked Lee Strasberg. I like him, too. I said I liked him in Godfather 2. Have you seen Going in Style with his co-stars Art Carney and George Burns? No. And in 79, he made a small film called Boardwalk with Ruth Gordon about an elderly couple in Coney Island who refused to leave their crime neighborhood. Well worth your time if you can find it somewhere. As for recent films, have you seen *The Visitors* starring Richard Jenkins? Very good one of last year's best. Love the show *How to George*. James Crystal Radio is the Antichrist. Says Ron from Boca. Thank you, Ron. You find
4: MGM? Yeah, I'm on their site right now.
3: Very famous um, Italian crab. The money's on the table. I oh, know I have a partner. I know I have a partner. He was good. That kid's name was Mo Green. This was a great man. man of vision and guts, and there
1: isn't even a plaque or a signpost or a statue of him in that
2: town.
3: Well,
1: wow. someone put a bullet through his eye. No one knows who gave the order. When I heard it, wasn't angry? I knew Mo. I knew he was headstrong, talking loud, saying stupid things. So when he turned up dead, I let it go. And I said to myself, this is the business we've chosen. I didn't ask who gave the order, because it had nothing to do with With business.
4: He was great. The only restaurants I see that I recognize at the MGM are the Rainforest Cafe and Emerald's. So maybe it's gone. Emerald Lagasse? Yeah, he's got a place in the
3: MGM. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Although he doesn't make uh, frozen pizza. Not that I know of. No, well, it wasn't Emerald's. Well, Wolfgang Puck? Well, it's long gone and probably for a good reason, too. Maybe Wolfgang Puck? Well, that that's it. Very okay. good. Yeah, good it's not guess. there. It's not there anymore. Wolfgang Schmuck. Boy, oh boy, was that an awful place. There used to be one over at the uh, Sawgrass. Really? Wolfgang Schmuck? Mm-hmm huge huge portions and really really bad food i mean when they would bring out the plate with the pasta or whatever you ordered it would just you look at it and think oh brother even a fat pig like me i can't even begin to attack this how do you attack the meal at the wolfgang schmuck from behind see this idea of bringing gigantic portions of of crap i'm offended by that i don't like that i want i want a medium portion like like in italy when you order pasta, they bring you a small bowl of pasta. Mm. And usually the Italians eat it as an appetizer. as a first course, then they eat their meat or fish or whatever. As opposed to like bringing a big tub, like, like you could fill a bathtub with it. What kind of a disgusting pig <coughs> needs to eat that much? Oishmoy Jew says Florida is mostly Protestant. This is almost interesting. It's, I wouldn't say it's compelling, but it's fairly interesting. But Roman Catholicism is the single largest denomination in Florida. There's also, it says, a sizable Jewish community located mainly in South Florida. Oh, yeah. Florida's current religious affiliations are shown on the table below. 40% Protestant, of which 9% are Baptist, 6% Methodist, 3% Pentecostal, 26% Roman Catholic, 3% Jewish, other religions, 3%, non-religious, 16%. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they shoved all the atheists and agnostics out of Florida. That's why we have no audience left. Because our audience is mostly a bunch of heathens. Am I right? Sure. Yeah. Always has been. According to the 2005 census, the racial distributions in Florida, 63.1% white, 16% African-American, 2.1% Asian-American, 1.4% others like Indians, and the remaining 18% are Hispanics or Latino of any race. Florida has one of the largest African-American populations in the country, ranks the second-highest Latino population in the East Coast outside of New York State, and Florida's Asian-American population has grown in high rates in the 1990s, the majority being ethnic Chinese, Filipinos, and Vietnamese settled in the Gulf Coast. Well, I sure didn't know that. Because you sure can't find too many Chinaman in South Florida anyway. No. As opposed to here. My God, there are so many. I bet you half of China is in uh, Ontario, mostly in Toronto. I didn't see any at the Mohawk. Didn't see it. Oh, and then yesterday at, um, I don't want to go into it. Okay. Well, I will when I get to the article about about slot machines, going for broke. Professor says Vegas gambling machines designed to get people to play to extinction. Play to extinction. That's a great line. I love that. Until you ain't got no more money, till you got your credit cards are all tapped out. When in doubt, get them all maxed out. That's what they're designed for, and this business of random bullcrap—that's the biggest lie next to Joe Bell. These people are the biggest liars in the world. The people that run the casinos. Oh, it's all uh, random. Er, er, every pull is, can be—you uh, know—can be the jackpot. BS. Do you believe that? No. And of course, they have all these near misses. Those are the ones that get me. And I know they're programmed for that, for a lot of near misses. So it looks like you—oh, gee, I just missed. It's like death. Either you're dead or you're alive. There's no, there's no like, in between. Oh, you, the, you know, I'll accept in South Florida, where you have the walking dead and the near dead. Carney says, not trying to, ba, but I think we should add, oh, boy. And he's got a typo here. Instead of add, he wrote ass. We should ask Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson, and Van Morrison. Love the show forever and ever. Thanks, Carney. You want to put those three on there?
4: I already put Smokey Robinson on there. What was the other ones? Van Morrison? Sam Cooke, Jackie
3: Wilson, and Van Morrison. Okay. Smokey Robinson is the greatest singer of all time? I think he's good. What about David Ruffin? Sure as hell better than Smokey Robinson. Smokey was like a little on the light side. I'm not talking about him personally, but I'm just talking about his sound. The tears of a clown. You know, like that. I don't know. Well, he wasn't exactly like a heavyweight. Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson, and Van Morrison. You got it, uh, Carney. Jim and Kendall says, welcome back. How about, oh, you're going to plot when you hear who he wants on the poll. How about Andy Williams? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Andy Williams. Can you believe that? The greatest male singer of all time is Andy Williams? Well, I guess Jim doesn't get out of the house much. One thing I like about Andy Williams, other than his golf tournament, he went away and he stays out of our... He doesn't keep coming back to bother us. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Some of these old TV performers who keep coming back and they got the specials. and They just... because they never have enough money. The best male singer of all time, how many votes we got? 376. Freddie Mercury, 85. Elvis, 45. That's just silly. Although he came in second the first time we did this. In fact, he almost came in first. Roy Orbison, 29, who won the first time. Marvin Gaye, 26. Elton John, 25. Frank Snatra, late edition, 21. Couldn't sing his way out of a paper sack. Johnny Mattress, 20. Jim Morrison, 18. Paul McCartney, 14. Burton Cummings, 13. Billy Joel, 12. Michael Jackson, 12. Luis Miguel, 9. A voice like butter, as the goddess would say. Stevie Tyler, 7. John Lennon, seven. Jay Black, six. How come Jay Black's only got six? I don't know. You didn't like Jay Black from Jane Americans? Yeah. Phenomenal voice. Incredible. Dion five. B.J. Thomas, three. Paul Simon, three. Bob Seger, three. Rod Stewart, three. Gene Fitney, three. He's dead. David Bowie's got two. And one for Roger Daltrey, Otis Redding, Tom York, Neil Sedaka. Fats Domino finally got one. Okay. Rick Nelson, one. And none when well, you just put him on. Yeah. None yet for Jackie Wilson, Van Morrison, Sam Cooke, Paul Rogers, David Clayton Thomas, Michael McDonald. You got to be kidding me! Chris Isaacs and Smokey Robinson. Out of 379
2: votes. Oh, Neil. Yes.
3: This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain.
2: <laughs> Any questions?
1: Hi, I'm Joey D, formerly of Joey D and the Starlighters. I'm also founder of the Rock and Roll Rest Home where we provide care and treatment for many of the rock and roll stars you've loved so much in the fairs, but whose lives have been destroyed by crooked record companies. Stars like Mr. D. Clark over
2: here.
1: You can plainly see why we need your help. Over here we have Danny Lupitas who sang rhythm for the Gavons. Every now and then I try to help him out. It's okay, Danny.
2: It's okay. Calm down. I will help you. I wonder why
1: I love you like I do. Uh Please show your support by sending your checks to 442 Glenwood Avenue in Surf City. Our email address is brunswick.swan. For more information just call Beachwood, four five
3: seven eight nine. Thank you. 1102 at 560 WQAM. Michael says, love your show, best talk radio ever. Mm. Boy, it must be compelling, huh? It must be. Working from home and listening online. And then he says, he was doing great till he got to this. What about Kurt Elling? Great set of pipes. Who? Mike is listening in Palmetto, just south of St. Pete. Yeah. Kurt Elling. I looked him up. I Googled him. He's a, a jazz singer. So oh. that, you know. No thanks. You know, you played that Joey Dean the Starlighters, uh, Useless
4: Trivia. You know who played guitar for him? No. Jimi Hendrix. Really? Yeah. That's where he got Joey to start. Joey
3: Dean Starlighters? That was his first paid gig, yep. I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. This one says, since Tom Jones is the greatest male vocalist of all time, why is his name not on today's poll? Because nobody mentioned it until now. You think Tom Jones going to get a lot of votes? I sure to hell don't. Maybe. No, put him on there, please. Tom Jones. Got it? Yep. Let, let's just get let, let's just list every guy who ever sang, even in the shower. How would that be? Well, Without Michael. Ten points. Michael what? Jackson's on the list, and
4: I don't think he's a good singer.
3: You don't think Michael Jackson is a good singer? Maybe when he was a kid. Yeah, when he was in with the Jackson Five. Yeah. How could anybody say that? I'm not a fan. Even though it very well could be true, but I mean, I'll take Marvin Gaye over Michael Jackson. Oh well, me too. Although they're both gay. Well, well, one had the name and one one's with an E. Yeah. <laughs> and one's alive and one's dead. The wrong one is alive and the wrong one is dead. That's the problem there. Yeah. That's for sure the problem with the uh, situation there. (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. Go away. Go molest a chimpanzee or something. Daisy says you should add Nat King Cole and Sam Cooke to your list. We already put Sam Cooke. What about Nat King Cole? Hmm. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Too much smoking. Put down those faggots, Nat. Too late. He's dead. says always great listening to you. I miss George. You guys were great together. We miss George, too, a lot. We aren't hearing from him, though. We're getting all our spy reports from the fake berry jackass and this one and that one from across the street. Now, don't you have any moles over there? You ought to. we got half of our ex-staff is over there across the street. No, the only person
4: over there that I was actually friendly with is uh, Tommy. Not Miguel? I know Miguel, but I've only met him like twice. Was that because you took his job? Well, not directly, but he seems like a nice guy. He's always been really friendly to me. He's a great guy. Yeah.
3: Big fan of this show. He used to work on his show a lot. He used to do what you're doing right now, often. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got blown out. Anybody, if I'd watch my back, if I were you, I know you think you're tight with the boss, but that could change in a real hurry with your association with this show. Oh, yeah, I know that. T.R. says, can you please add either Luther Vandross and or Ray Charles' incredible voice? Thanks, Neil. Hi, George, says T.R. These people assume that George is listening. I'm thinking George is probably out pounding the pavement right now. He's pounding something. Come on. Adam Oshmuck over there in Kitchener-Waterloo says, Oh, what a what a bad bunch. Let me say it again. The poll question isn't name a list of singers, okay? That's not the question. There are a few things that get me more aggravated about these stupid-ass polls than when people send a list. The best male singer of all time is not... The, the poll question isn't name a bunch of male singers. So Adam says, Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. I wouldn't give you a dime Uh, for the whole lot of them, okay? Dylan. Couldn't sing his way out of a paper sack. Jerry Garcia. State of mind. Jerry Garcia is the music what the Rascal House used to be the food. (laughs) Yeah. State of
4: mind. I wouldn't put Steven Tyler on there either. Why not? I think he's a good entertainer. I don't think he's a great singer.
3: He is a great singer. He's got a vocal range, man. Most people couldn't even begin to hit the notes he hits. Hmm. Are you kidding me? I thought you knew a little bit about music, Flea. I know a little. Very little. Knocking Steven Tyler. My God. Wow. Blackie says, I'm not calling Flea out, but Wolfgang Puck restaurant is still in the MGM. I ate there last month. Small okay. portions, not the brightest servers. Well, at least they wised up and they stopped serving those gigantic portions of food. And it's not on their website, so. Yeah, well, I must tell you a lot. Wolfgang Schmuck. But I was right about that. They make frozen pizzas, right, Wolfgang? Schmuck. Yeah, and soups and
4: all kinds of stuff.
3: Oh. I remember I was so excited the first time I saw when they opened that in the MGM because I used to stay in the MGM all the time back in my Vegas days. And I thought, boy, this place is gonna be, really be great. Oh. And it sucked, man. It
4: was crap. You're dropping out. I'm what? You're dropping out. Well, why is that? I don't know. I'll Nothing let
3: you change in here.
4: I'll let you know if it happens again. But it's happened a couple of times now.
3: For how long?
4: Like it, uh, like that.
3: Oh, no. Not more technical low-jinks at QAM. Hmm. Some places have technical high-jinks. We have technical low-jinks.
4: How often is that happening? Uh just happened a couple seconds ago, and it's happened like three times.
3: Oh, boy. And this is on the air. Yeah. yeah I saw the thing about Celia Cruz, okay? It wasn't funny the first time, and uh, it's not funny now. Freddie Mercury, They put somebody just sent it. Hmm. We should add him to the list. Yeah, let's add him to the list. He's only... It's pronounced Darren, it says. Darren what? Oh, his name. Well, great. Who cares? Nobody cares. Oh, the fake Anita Bryant's back. Dump that right away. Kevin says Robert Plant, Bono, Sting. Another list. As soon as I get a list, I delete it. Here's one that says Steve Perry. Just one name. Okay, put him on there. Okay. He doesn't deserve it, but nevertheless. From Journey? The best male singer of all time is blank. And Freddie Mercury is leading by a million miles. Put him on there. Put him on the pole. Put him on there. Whatever happened to that guy, the Frankie Lyman guy? Put him on the pole. He was never an emailer. He was just a caller. Probably technically challenged when it comes to sending emails. Maybe a schlepper. Carney, who's absolutely chronic, says, I can't help but think the survey is swayed a bit by the departure of George. He would always say how Freddie Mercury was the best in his favorite male singer, and this might be why Freddie's votes are a bit high right now. It says, just my thought, vote fair, bitches, Carney. It's just, it's just, the poll is just uh, for fun, okay? It's not like science. It's not going to change the future of this subhuman race. Just for fun, Okay. In addition to which, uh, George ain't here in case you haven't noticed. So how does that impact the poll? Some of these people have got way too much time on their hands, and that leads to just gibberish, mumbo jumbo. Although I do like gumbo. Mm. I don't like that craw- crayfish, crawfish. Oh my God, is that bad stuff? You ever have craw, craw- crayfish? Oh yeah, suck the heads. Oh, Robin Orlando says, how about Andrea Bocelli or Luciano Pavarotti? No, we're not putting no opera singers on there, okay? Pseudo-intellectual in Orlando. Oh, my God. Johnny Dolan says, you're missing someone. He sells out Vegas every night. Barry Manilow, please add him. No, thanks. If Barry Manilow is the best male singer in history, I'm going to stop listening to music. Here's one, it's oh it's got two of them. I'm not I'm not, I'm not playing with those. I'm gonna delete them right away. I'm not playing that game. Four hundred and six votes, Freddie Mercury's kicking ass. And I voted for Jay Black. Steve Tyler, by the way, has got uh, seven votes. Jay Black's got six. I can't believe you're knocking Stevie Tyler. It's just No, he's talented. Yeah. yeah. He's just not the best singer of all time. I didn't say, I didn't vote for him. I voted for Jay Black. But he's a great singer. Let me say it again. Steve Tyler is a great singer. A lot of people don't like Aerosmith for some reason. I don't know why. Are you sure? Positive. Because we've done these kind of polls a million times over the years, and they go, oh, no, Aerosmith sucks. Well, we do the best group, you know. They're playing here soon with Easy Tom. Well, I dare you, to, I challenge you to walk up to Steve Tyler and say you couldn't sing your way out of a paper bag. <laughs> And see how far he sticks his tongue down your throat. Oh, Neil. Neil. Rogers. Ah.
1: Come on, come on, come on, come on, now tax
2: me, babe. Uncle Sam, take all the
1: money that I've made. And while you're at it, all it be. To add insults to injury. Just take my firstborn, babe. Deductions out the old yin gang. I'm gonna find some tax loopholes
2: just to make those weasels piss.
1: The IRS.
3: 1117 at 560 WQM. Uh, somebody said, "What about Jim Morrison?" That's why I played that. He's got 19 votes, by the way. There's nothing worse than people too lazy to look at the poll and see the list we got on there and, uh, and send somebody that's already on there. Right. But then again, that's the audience, you know. Here's one from Rick who says, "You don't have fellow Rochesterian Lou Graham on the poll. Never heard of him." Lou Graham? Lou Graham? Did you? Yeah.
4: Who's that? Lou Graham? was not he part of like the uh, Digital Underground? And no, that's Lou Reed. Wait, Lou Graham—he's the singer from Foreigner. He is. Yeah, I love Foreigner. I think that's Lou Graham, right?
3: I don't know. You're you're asking me. I'll look it up. Yeah, Google it. Lou Graham, G R A M M. I love Foreigner, but I, I, you know, again, I can't tell you the individual singers. One of those things. Oh, you're not a you're not a student of uh, Foreigner. Yeah, that's right. I've seen a few Foreigners. Yeah, Lou, Plan- Lou Graham is is the, is the uh, lead singer of Foreigner. Well, good. Put him on there if you want. I don't care. Okay. He's from Rochester. Big deal. So is uh, Steve Alimo. We're not putting him on there. Rick in Plantation says, Listener for 30 years. Always enjoyed your shows. Too bad the Beasleys have ruined your shtick and your show in general. That's correct. But we show up every day and do the best we can. And they continue doing everything in their power to destroy. It's a burn and uh, and demolish mission. I'd like to see Mick Jagger on the list if he's not on there. Well, he's not. Mick Jagger. Why is Mick Jagger not on there? Now, there's another one. See, I would put him in the category that you're putting Steve Tyler in. Great performer, but not a great singer. Right. Mick Jagger. But we can put him on there. What about Lou Rawls, says somebody? Boy, everybody who ever sang a note is getting a mention here on the poll. Let's get off of that crap. Castro's daughter says Cuba to reinstate sex changes. How do you like that?
1: Oh, my God.
3: Cuba will, re- will reinstate sex change operations previously banned on the island, President Raul Castro's daughter Mariela said yesterday. The health ministry authorized the operations last year, but none has been performed since it was unclear when the surgeries would begin. Mariela Castro, a sexologist and gay rights advocate, announced the return of sex change procedures and comments aired on state TV. She runs the Center for Sex Education, which prepares transsexuals for sex change operations, and has identified 19 transsexuals deemed ready to undergo the procedure. Castro also said she backs efforts to allow lesbians to be artificially inseminated, a procedure currently barred. Incredible. The first successful sex change operation was performed on the island in 1988, but subsequent procedures were prohibited, Mariela Castro told an international congress on assisted reproduction meeting in Havana. Some Cubans protested the decision last year to allow the operations, either because of general opposition to the procedure or for its high costs for a developing country with economic problems. The government would bear the cost of operations because Cuba has universal health care. Any takers out there, anybody, any of you guys want to become a woman? What do you think? No. Boy, I guess you missed Jerk, Jerk Street this morning. I caught a little bit. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no wonder you sound down. So I guess this, I mean, it's only the, what's the date today, the 28th of May? Yeah de Mayo. I mean, it's not anywhere near football season, and these people are just obsessed with that wall of football. Are you thinking about football now? Right now I'm thinking about something to eat. Well, they'll be in soon, 15th Street Fisheries. This is the hour, by the way. I'm glad you mentioned that. This be the hour. That'll sell out fast. Oh, that always does. It's one of the most popular ones. Uh, Detroit beat Chicago in overtime last night, 2-1. to one. That's a bad, bad piece of news. That means that series is over. Both series are over. Same crap again. Pittsburgh and Detroit.
4: Yeah, rematch. That's weird.
3: Oh, sad. So sad. Let's get hockey intensive. What do you say? No. I don't hear anything about that on our sports nerd shows. No, no Sid the Kid talk at all. Stanley Cup finals coming up. Penguins and Red Wings. And we're talking about football on the 28th of May. Well, that's because in town there's no interest in hockey, no. including the Panthers. This is that article about slots. Going for broke. Thanks, Will, for sending this, by the way. Professor says, uh, says gambling machines are designed to get people to play to extinction. Natasha Schull recalls how in the late 1990s she began observing people in Vegas, transfixed for hours at video poker and slot machines. What she wondered kept them going to machines until they lost all they had to lose. After more than a decade of research that included lengthy observations and interviews focused on gambling machines, Shawl is publishing her conclusions on how closely guarded proprietary mathematical uh, algorithms and immersive interactive technology are used to keep people gambling until they, in the industry jargon, play to extinction. Now an assistant professor at MIT's program in science, technology, and society, Shell believes her research underscores just how addictive today's sophisticated gambling machines have become, something to consider when states are increasingly looking to legalize gambling as a revenue source, often by allowing video poker or slot machines in bars, horse tracks, or other locations. Like Mohawk. You don't want to go to Mohawk. Sucks. Indeed, estimates indicate that a large majority of the revenue from the U.S. gambling industry reported as $92.3 billion in 2007 by the American Gaming Association comes from such slot machines, man. Got to find you a good machine. I see Vegas as kind of a laboratory where experiments are going on between people and machines, says Scholl, a cultural anthropologist whose book on gambling, Mach No Zone, Oh, Machine Zone, I see there. <laughs> Machno zone. I like that better. Machine Zone, Technology Design and Gambling Addiction in Vegas. See, this is chopped off on the right-hand edge. Mm-hmm. I know it's unusual. It's scheduled to be published by Princeton University Press in 2010. Mach no zone. In the zone, it says, key to understanding Schultz's conclusions is what she calls the zone, a dissociative state or trance in which players lose a sense of time, space, and physical embodiment consumed totally by the spinning numbers, symbols, or electronic card hands before their eyes. Because gambling machines don't require social interaction, as in the case of table games, such as uh, poker, they let people get into and stay in a state that is not dissimilar to but far more intense than watching TV. Players describe the zone as compelling. Oh, it's compelling. It can't be all bad then. Probably get a 90 share. All right. Mesmerizing condition of intense concentration and almost out-of-body experience. Heavy machine gamblers come to crave this state, says Schell. There's a wrong-headed notion that gambling addicts are motivated by the idea of winning, Schell says. While that may be part of the initial hook, the allure of winning soon fades. The allure of the zone doesn't fade. It's about wanting to keep playing, she says. People will actually get disappointed or irritated if they win a jackpot because it may freeze up the machine and interrupt their flow. Then they have to sit there until they lose it. Walking away with a jackpot is not an option in their state of mind. How do you like that? Hmm. I'll finish this after the break. Because it uh, just said it's compelling. Didn't it say that? It was very compelling. If it's compelling, we ought to get like an 88 share with it. Oh,
0: Neil. Floridians, dumb as dirt.
3: Dude, man, nobody likes
1: to get up in the morning. But let's face it, party all night, sleep all day makes Johnny one unemployed convenience store worker. That's why you need the rock and roll alarm clock. No wimpy beep beeps here, just gut-wrenching, high-decibel screams from today's top rock artists. You'll awake to Bruce Springsteen and Joe Cocker. Chris Robinson from the Black Rose. And for the true comatose snooze hound, there's the Who alarm. That doesn't wake you up. Call the morgue. You're a warm food man. Studies show stoked brains respond to the rock and roll alarm clock. Get it now and headbang your way
3: into a new day. It's 11:30 at 560 WQAM. So, what do you think about um, what, what's the scuttlebutt around a building about these numbers?
4: Uh, You know, it's mixed reactions. You know, the guys from Power aren't very happy about their numbers, and obviously we're not really happy about what your number is. And last <laughs> really? I, yeah, last I heard, uh, Bruce Beasley was going to send a letter to the Arbitron guys. Yeah. And we'll see what Same happens what? from that. They need to change maybe the sampling a little bit. Apparently it was oh, very undersampled in men 25-35. Uh, oh, really? Yeah.
3: Well, isn't that great?
4: Mm-hmm. Which I'm probably not supposed to talk about, but whatever.
3: Uh, well, we're not supposed to talk about anything. Go on here and do a great, uh, compelling talk show. But don't talk about this and don't talk about that and don't talk about what happened with this. Uh, you know. They have cut my balls to the, uh, to the quick. Talk about being an old smoothie. I don't even have, like, a bump. That's right. I don't even have, like, a nub. They have sliced my cojones off, man. Holly says, without a doubt, Freddie Mercury is the greatest male singer of all time. Uh, yeah, it's great when people say, I mean, I like Freddie Mercury just fine, but when you say without a doubt, it, as if because you say it, it makes it a fact. I guess we're all guilty of that, right? It's like you knocking Stevie Tyler. You've got some freaking nerve, mister. I didn't knock him. I think he's very yeah, talented. You did. I you think said he he's sucked. great. He's just you not the best. You said he was garbage. You said you wouldn't touch him with my tongue. I touched his daughter. I bet you would, and who? What, what? What hetero guy wouldn't? True. His range and pitch, Holly says, meaning Freddie Mercury was always perfect. He was an amazing performer as well. There's someone on the horizon, I believe, will someday be on the list of greatest male singers of all time. Oh, by the way, Luis Miguel's already on there. For people who aren't, they're too lazy to look at the list. I love Luis Miguel. Saw so him in concert three times. How do you like that? Twice in Vegas, once in Miami. Wow. As it says you're probably saying, who the hell is he, Adam Lambert? Do you know who that is? Adam Lambert? He came in second on American Idol this season. He should have won, says Holly, He's a major star in the making. Kind of a cross between Freddie, David Bowie, and Steve Tyler. This, of course, is just my humble opinion, but I haven't seen an all-around entertainer like him in a long time. I guess time will tell. Love you, Holly. Thanks, Holly. Yeah. American Idol, my ass. Don't oh, watch it. God. I wouldn't watch that if they paid me by the millisecond. Let me just give you that one word again, encoding. Okay, keep that, write it on your wrist like the guy in Memento, Lenny. Remember Lenny in Memento? Now, did you get into the Easter egg thing yet? Have you started looking that up? Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I, You know, I Googled it and got the information
4: on it. Now I just need a DVD to uh, experiment with. You don't have Memento on DVD? No, I don't have any DD- DVDs. You don't have DVDs? <laughs> well, I don't have well, any of those not? either. Or why HTDs. Not? I thought you had a Blu-ray. I do, but I don't buy DVDs. I don't understand buying a DVD. You rent them? Yeah, I have Netflix. It's awesome. And how, how do you send them back and forth? you FedEx them? You just, they give you an envelope that you uh, mail it back in, and you can keep it for as long you as you want. You mail it? Yeah, you mail it. You put it in the snail mail? Yep. Well, they have wow. a hub right here in Fort Lauderdale, so it gets to them basically same day.
3: Well, you know, when you're making the big bucks like you're making, it seemed to me you'd be buying them so you can watch them all over and over again. Well, you're not going to see any Easter eggs on the ones you get from Netflix. I'm sure of that. I don't, I don't know. I guess the DVDs you get from them are the same ones you'd buy in the store? Yeah. No, I don't think anyway, so. Anyway, getting back to... What? I don't think they are. Oh, they're not? Getting back to the slot players, this uh, pseudo-intellectual article here about uh, from this professor. And, and let me just interject by saying that, uh, she says it's not a social thing. See, I go there to play my machine, to hopefully to find a good machine and win some money. And I do a lot. I know it's a crazy idea, but I, I do can, comparatively. Over the long run, you lose your ass, of course. It's a sucker's game. But I, at Woodbine, I do pretty well. But there's this one guy. Well, there's a, a bunch of people. He's a um, he's a stock market guy. He invests people's money. He's a stockbroker. And almost every afternoon, he can be found plunging his guts out of Woodbine. Now, do you think that's his money or his client's money? A little bit of both. Uh Uh-oh, look at that. looks like
0: a hurricane coming. out. Now, although it is not expected to have a direct threat to land, what you can expect, though, along the coast is going to be rip currents, rip tides. I would say as far north as the Jersey Shore, maybe as far south as the Georgia coastline. So you're going to be dealing with some of the effects from this storm. Coming up, we're going to talk about this again, Tony. We're also going to take a look at the rest of your national forecast. Wow.
3: Wouldn't that be something if they blew Jersey away? What a, what a great benefit that would be. Anyway, it says some players are content to not win for long dry stretches if there's a chance for a big jackpot. But what seems to be compelling? Well, that word is just all over the place lately. You notice that? Yeah. It's not not one of the common words that I use in my you know in my existence. Compelling. That the of Christ compels you. See what I mean? It's everywhere. What seems to be compelling to most people and thus most profitable to casinos is play that produces a constant flurry of little wins. Shawl says most players will stay on a machine longer if this is happening. One designer told Shawl some people wait to be they want to be bled slowly to create. The... To create the kind of game that renders a steady stream of small wins, designers build machines with increasingly complicated playing options, allowing players to bet on more than one line of cards or symbols. Sometimes even diagonally or zigzag lines are in scatter mode, Scholl says. Scatter. Money in a single play can be spread out among dozens of bets, thus almost ensuring something will hit even if the paycheck is only a few cents. That's like quick hit is like that. Just got six credits. Oh, that's 12 cents on the two-cent machine. These high-intensity gambling machines are played with magnetic stripe player cards instead of coins, and they no longer feature the pull handles of traditional one arm bandits. Yeah, they do. And those people really bug me, though. The ones who want to be the macho guys, they got to pull the handle like that. And the whole damn counter shakes, you know, all the way up and down the counter. Well, what are, what are these guys trying to prove? I don't know. Is it a macho thing? Maybe. And, and, and I want to scream, you know, you're playing against the computer, you're a computer, you moron, no matter what you do with the handle or where you stick it, it's not going to change anything, you jackass, you ass clown. Instead, they've been upgraded with touchscreen technology that creates a sense of transaction and helps keep players in the zone, Schultz says. Video poker machines, which have been called the crack cocaine of gambling machines, further intensify their sense of transaction by adding an element of choice to the game. And then there's the furniture. Seats are a whole science under themselves, she says. Casino chairs are designed with the right tilt to reduce eye fatigue and avoid cutting of circulation in limbs. Cutting off circulation in your limbs? Just as factories may seek ways to keep their workers on the assembly line, the aim of casino gambling technology is to keep people playing faster and longer, but instead of requiring them to bend their bodies and motions to its rhythm, this technology bends itself to the rhythm of the player's shot. You know what this is? This is a bunch of pseudo-intellectual claptrap. All the professors and all the studies and all the BS and all the pseudo-intellectual garbage. Shaw says casinos soon will have... How would you like to have a million dollars for every stupid study like this? You know what I mean? All these studies? Oh, I'll take it. Shaw says casinos soon will have machines that are the equivalent of a shell in which different games with different payout patterns and symbols can be quickly downloaded from an online server to more closely match the player demographic information that casinos routinely collect. If you have a certain demographic coming in on a Sunday morning that likes a certain kind of game, you'll be able to adjust your game offerings with a press of a button, she says. To write Machine Zone, she interviewed players and Machine Zone. Not Mach uh, Schnell, whatever I said before. She interviewed players and game designers and spent hours observing machine playing casinos, grocery stores, and gas stations. She also spent time in outpatient gambling addiction clinic and interned with an experimental drug trial for poker addicts. She attended trade shows where game manufacturers freely discussed how to increase what they call time on device. By the way, our time spent listening is almost, almost. you know, that's one thing in over the years, over all these years with the diaries. Time spent listening on the show has always been fabulous, always been very, very good. Right. Now it's like about four seconds. I guess we're just not compelling enough for the audience. Four seconds and they're gone. Oh, we don't want to hear that crap again, that old fag. Shell emphasizes that the gambling industry's intent is very simply to generate revenues. Uh, She says, I don't think the designers are sitting around saying, let's addict people. She insists she's not anti-gambling, but Shell believes that any community considering slots or video poker should know how the technology works and how it affects human behavior. In other words, mostly you're going to lose your ass. It's a losing proposition. It's not a way to make a living. And the people who sit around like the... The stockbroker guy, bah, 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 bah. oh, I think it's going into a negative mode now, and I only played one, I missed the spin, and bah, 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 bah. he doesn't shut up for a second, so you got a headache, not just from the fact that you're losing your ass and because it's really busy and you're stuck on a dead machine and you can't get off and get on another machine, but because this guy bah, 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 bah. he he thinks that everybody comes there to watch him play his machine loud, <laughs> oh geez, i I keep getting two sevens, and the other ones, you know. He's got to announce it to the whole uh, casino. You think anybody cares? No. Do you care? Nope. Oh, you're not a casino guy. I like casinos. I don't play the slots. Oh, you like what? Blackjack? Blackjack, yeah. I used to do well at Blackjack, but then every time they kept changing the damn uh, dealer, uh, lose you. all of a sudden, they'd oh, get yeah. Blackjack like 600 times in a row, and I'd start getting a little bit suspicious. You yeah,
4: know? you change dealers, I'm out, and I usually don't start with an Asian dealer either. Really? Yeah, they kill me. You got me. something
3: against Asians now? You better watch it, mister. I love them, but they kill me on the blackjack table. Why is that? I don't know. It's weird. Oh, there's Speaking of Asians, there's that crazy-ass Kim Jong-il. they to restarting their nuclear reactor, and they're just going through it step by step. You need to kill that son of a bitch, you know? what? Yeah. Kim Jong-il. He's trouble. He's bad. He's a crazy, cra- crazier in a bed bug. We need to send Alec Baldwin and Matt Damon over there. Take him out. When in doubt, take him out. I don't think Matt Damon would take him out. I doubt that he's his type.
2: Holy cow, Aaron's coming. Well, congratulations. Get a life.
0: This is CNN. Should Miss California Curry Prejean be stripped of her crown? We're going to hear from President Obama. Do we have that feed? Can we go to that now? All right, let's listen. She possesses an extraordinary bust. I respect her for that. Her but is superior. She's got back. I revel in it. I really enjoy back. We've got to have some firmness. Uh, I love bubble butt. As much as anybody. I mean, she's... All that. <laughs> President Obama, out of control. Uh, I love... Big butts. We'll be right back. CNN Breaking News. It's
3: 1145 at 560 WQ and We don't hear much about her no more, thank God. And now that Prop 8 got upheld by the California, by the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't blame me. I'm not the one who done it. Blah blah blah. we got to get lost. And that Donald Trump, do you think he's getting a little piece of that or what? Yeah. Or a big piece? He's all over her like stink on Jolly Joe. Oh, yeah. 465 votes on the poll. Not too shabby. Although the first time we did it, we had 1,026, and I'm not, like I said, sure whether it was a weekday or a weekend or what it was. Now, the first time we'd done it, you want to hear how that turned out? I'm not going to read the whole list. Okay. Roy Orbison had 147, Elvis 141, Freddie Mercury 110, Jim Morrison 100. Nobody, we didn't put the choice on there, or are we doing it this time? I hate all of these singers. <laughs> Guaranteed, if we put it on there, get some votes. I hate them all. The best male singer of all time is. Here's what we got this time: Freddie Mercury winning hands down. Your pants, ninety two. Elvis, forty nine. You know, it's, it's amazing to me because this audience always claims to hate Elvis. Hmm. George hates him like poison, and I, I could live without him. You know, I mean, I liked him back in the day. Roy Orbison, who won that first time 10 years ago, uh, he's only got 38 this time. Anybody that says Roy Orbison is the greatest singer of all time, obviously he hasn't heard a lot of music. Frank Sinatra, 33. Marvin Gaye, 29. Elton John, 27. Johnny Mattress, the African Queen, 22. Jim Morrison, 19. Paul McCartney, 16. Burton Cummings, 14. Did you hear that thing about how he played the machine next to me at Woodbine one time with his uh, daughter or girlfriend or whoever? No. He was a jackass, Burton Cummings, and I love the Guess Who, and I love his music. I love his voice. But what a dis- what a bitter disappointment it was to be around him. And the, and the money was, this is back before they had the tickets, when they had the coins. And the money was literally bursting out of both of their machines. Don't tell me they can't control the machines, man. They were winning like crazy, and I'm sitting there losing my ass, and I would get a spin for like 25 bucks. He's like, oh, there he goes again, another spin, ho, ho, ho. And I'm losing my ass. I'm thinking, God Almighty, just because you can sing doesn't mean you're like human. Burton Cummings, 14. Billy Joel, 14. Now, that that's an infomnia, to put Billy Joel in the same category with Burton Cummings. Don't you find that laughable? Yeah. Michael Jackson, 12. Luis Miguel, 12. That also is ridiculous. John Lennon, 10. Steve Tyler, 9. Jay Black, 8. Nat King Cole, six. Dion six. Robert Plant, five. Roger Daltrey, five. Sam Cooke, four. Bob Seger, four. Rod Stewart, four. Three each for Michael McDonald, David Bowie, B.J. Thomas, Paul Simon, and Gene Pitney. Two apiece for Paul Rogers and Otis Redding. I better, I guess I better play that, sitting on a bench in Delray. One each for Sting, Steve Perry, Tom Jones, Van Morrison, Tom York, Neil Sadaka, Fats Domino, Rick Nelson. And none for Mick Jagger, Lou Graham. Lou Graham's under twice and you still don't have any. Jackie Wilson, David Clayton Thomas, Chris Isaacs or Smokey Robinson. None. Zero. The big Oh. So what do you think about those rumors that Sid obviously has started himself about him doing two to four starting when his contract non compete expires September twenty sixth? It's crazy. And very extraordinarily unprofessional the idea that he's mouthing it to anybody who will listen. Right. While the big O is still on the ear, I mean, what a hell of a way to find out that you're going to get uh, Schmidt canned. Isn't it? Yeah, that's not good. Well, you're the one that's saying it, Neil. Well, that's because it's all over the place. Ah, the food is here. Are you Are you serious?
4: Yeah. Are Duff's, you sure? What did they bring you? I don't know. Duff's opening it up right now. I saw some crab cakes in there. That looked good. Mm, I love crab cakes. And he's still opening the other stuff.
3: Well, great. There's one of the perks. You can't get make a lot of money doing this show, but free food on Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's one from the fake Wayne Heisinger. It says, Neil, does that article hit close to home for you? Maybe it's time to admit your gambling addiction. You moved to Toronto to be closer to casinos and farther from people who would tell you to stop. Perhaps if you didn't lose so much money at the machines, you could have saved George. Get help, sir. Get help, sir. Sir, my ass. I could take it or leave it. It's my hobby. Doesn't everybody have to have a hobby? Mm. Let me ask it again. Mm -hmm. Doesn't everybody have to have a hobby?
4: I have a hobby right now. Eating, yeah, I know. Mm. Asparagus. I'm sorry
3: to interrupt your lunch. That's okay. I'll let it slide this time. But don't do it again? (laughs) WB says, arguably, not undoubtedly, Freddie Mercury is compelling... Arguably, Steve Tyler is a screaming androgynous visual freak. Observations, not facts, says WB. How do you like that? See, jumping on your bandwagon now. Now they're all going to be knocking Steve Tyler. Yeah, he's bizarre looking. There's no question about that. And, and not by accident. That's part of the shtick, it's part of the act. And not that Freddie Mercury wasn't a little bit strange. Hmm? Would you admit that? Yeah. A little strange looking and acting and now he's dead. No, uh Hyman Wrath is back. He says, I'm shocked and outraged that Chris Cornell isn't on your poll. Back me up, Flea. Chris Cornell? Yeah, he's the uh, lead singer of Soundgarden. Yeah, he has a great voice. I know Don Cornell, he uh, from a hundred years ago.
4: On Coral Records, Don Cornell. Yeah, Chris Cornell. Good looking guy, good singer, was in Soundgarden really? and then Audio Slave. I better
3: uh, better Google it. Yeah, check him break.
4: out. You'll like him. I will. I don't know your type, but he's a good-looking guy. Well, there you go. What do you mean you don't know my type? Well, everybody's got a type. You know, I don't, I don't know I what you like. I got a type.
3: Yeah. Hot. <laughs> That's a good type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephen Strait. is right? In, in that movie. What was it again? The Covenant. The Covenant. Very good. Spelled with uh, only uh, two N's. Steve says, Flea is right about Steven Tyler. Good entertainer, but not much of a range at all. Oh, you know, I could get my uh, Aerosmith out here and play, like, Crying or some of those. Not much range at all. Are you a crazy person, Steve, or what? Oh, yeah, he's got tons of range. Yeah, even for you sure. admit that, who yeah. hate him like poison. And then it says, for you to hate you too. especially their classic albums, is just ridiculous. I, I don't like him. I can't stand him. Bono has an amazing range of voice that few singers have. It says, yes, he's annoying these days, but he should definitely be on the list along with Robert Plant. Well, Robert Plant is on the list. What about Bono? Is he on there? No, can have if you want. I don't care. I'll throw him on there. Throw him on there. It's not. I'm not trying to censor out anybody. I don't. I don't give a crap. It's a no consequence to me. He has no range. Oh my God! The stuff that comes out of the minds and mouths and asses of some of these people is just. It's. It's unspeakable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, like that thing yesterday. Five percent didn't like any of the movies, and another five percent never saw any of them. I find it just just bizarre. Definitely not compelling. Kevin says, I happened to flip on 790 during one of your commercial breaks yesterday. Long enough to hear this. The host said, even Tom Brady's sweat looks good. Oh, that sounds so... <laughs> Gay. Talking yeah. to the other host, he then said, what was it like to sit next to Tom Brady? Kevin says, seems kind of pathetic and very closet homo to me. I felt really sad for the guy. Then I flipped back to your show while throwing up in my mouth a little. How do you like that? Tom Brady's sweat looks good. Huh. Oh, speaking of who's
4: my type, Tom Brady. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. You know what what term I'm sick of
3: hearing, too, is is man crush. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I got a man crush on Tom Brady. Yeah, the sports nerds say that all the time. Because they don't want to sound too, gay, you know. Mm-hmm. A man crush. Yeah, I hear that on this station frequently from some of our sports nerds, not to mention any names. I hate it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, you're not a big sports talk uh, aficionado. No. You better get with it, because that's where the numbers have shifted now. For years and years and years, the numbers were mainly 10 to 2. Now they're mornings and afternoon drive. Although, I not so much afternoon drive, like a 1-5. Yeah, they better get an investigation going, because otherwise we're going to get mired in this for months and years and stuck with this new Arbitron, with this group of uh, slackers out there Mm -hmm. who only listen to a Paul and Ron. The fact that Paul and Ron got those big numbers in April and the first week in May, that should tell you right there what a bunch of lunkheads we're dealing with. Probably Johnny Dolan is uh, controlling all those things. Remember, properly encoding. I feel like we've been left out in the code myself. So how's the food? What are you eating?
4: Right now I'm eating some mashed potatoes and asparagus. Mm. And uh, Duff took the crab cakes down to Angie. Uh, Duff took the crab? Yeah, he took it to Angie because oh. she was starving. And he's eating some shrimp and it looks like some crab. See him? And I've got, uh, I'm have got eating a salad with some
3: artichokes in it and uh, hearts of palm. and Yeah, it's good stuff. Good. And right now it's time to do it. Starting right now, well in about four or five minutes, you can buy $100 certificates for just 50 bucks to the legendary 15th Street Fisheries in Fort Lauderdale, where dining is both a visual and culinary feast.
1: Well, uh, it'd be the 12-to-1 hour on WQAL. We
3: interrupt this program for late-breaking news on Miss California,
1: Carrie Prejean. More pictures, more boobies, and more denial. We'll keep you updated as more boobies are released.
0: I mean, news
3: is released. 12 noon at 560 WQm I haven't even looked on the thing yet have you What's looked that?
4: at it most of them.
3: six seconds six seconds before we uh, it opened it up two one and the store is officially open don't be uh, eating with your mouthful I mean talking with your mouthful they get really upset we'll get we'll be getting an email from that goofball yeah. That'd be an interesting thing. We'll never find out, but how many emails are from, like, real people, you know, as opposed to, like, fakers, mostly across the street and down the road? Mm-hmm. We have only 21 left. It just opened wow. seconds ago. No, I just... only 21 left. On I 50. just checked it, and there's eight left. <laughs> like I said, they're all gone. Well, it's not official yet. The official thing isn't up on the tote board, but it says zero left. Yep. And it figures because 15th Street Fisheries is a great place and one of the favorites when we do these things. That that could be a record. That was like in just a matter of moments. Yeah, that was under a minute. Wow. Like that. So we'll see. We'll wait and see if it's official or what the deal is. Because you know how every once in a while we get... uh, Some game players out there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Laura says, please don't say my last name as I'm at work. Please add to the pool, Perry Como. Oh, my God. Laura, I wouldn't want my last name on here either if I was saying Perry Como. (laughs) The greatest singer of all time is Perry Como. Oh, my God. Laura. Find a wheel and it goes round. I mean, let's get cereal. I've got one of his songs in here somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's the one, as a matter of fact. What a memory. Find a wheel and
2: it goes round round, round, round as it skims along
3: with the happy
2: sound. This is the greatest
3: male singer of all time. Laura, your taste round, is in your tongue,
2: Till it leads you to the one you love.
3: Oi! Then you love. Oh, my God. That SCTV uh, skit, I'll never forget it, where he's on his deathbed, and they've got an oxygen Cube. hooked up to him, and he's singing. That's one of the all-time greats. Did you ever see that? No. Perry on his deathbed. You're still uh, eating with your mouth full. What? And talking, too. No, not me. You. So, are, aren't you astonished and amazed, considering we've only got, according to Arbitron, 12 people listening... The fact that these sold out so fast. And it's really interesting because a lot of the other stations that were doing this restaurant thing, this half-price deals, they've stopped doing them because they couldn't sell them. Like across the street. I don't think they're doing them anymore, are they? Nope, and it is officially sold out. Is it? Yep. Wow! Oh!
4: How do you know that? Because I just refreshed it and it said, sorry, sold out. And it didn't say processing anymore.
3: It says, sorry, sold out. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what my says, too. That was shocking. And in a little while, you'll be able to look on there and see where it says past deals. Right. And we'll be able to determine just how long that took.
4: Well, the Less un- than
3: one minute, it says.
4: Yeah, it looks like the unofficial time,
3: yeah. This is the third time we've had these folks on. The first time, it took seven minutes. Second time, nine minutes. This one says in less than one minute, and it's official. Oh. Wow. And we have nobody listening? <laughs> Take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it, Jolly Joe. You fat-ass fool, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. No, I'm not. Less than one minute. That's amazing. Isn't that astonishing? Kathy says, maybe I should be asking him this, but if the decision on his job across the street is up to corporate, would emails, letters from us help or hurt? And if it would help, who do we contact? I don't know, Kathy. We're still waiting to hear from George. Last week, it started out there like we were going to be hearing from him every day, you know. Of course, last week we weren't here every day, but then you had the George going away party on Friday. I'm really bummed that he only had like around 50 people there, according to you.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Isn't that what you said? Yep. Well, that's bad. Also, Kathy says there's a street movie coming out where she plays Julia Child, Julie and Julia, Both as the French chef and a younger woman when she worked for the OSS, she helped develop shark repellent and catalog-coded messages during WW2.
2: Hmm.
3: The movie goes back and forth between Child's story and that of a woman who decided to prepare some of Child's recipes, or prepare one of Child's recipes a day until she prepared every one in the book Child ever wrote. With Meryl Streep. Does that sound like something you'd want to see? I wouldn't. I don't care about Julia's child. Is no. she dead? Yeah. Good. She was disgusting. She always talked like she had a mouthful of that damn French food. I, I couldn't
4: stand her. Yeah, I wasn't a fan.
3: No. And that Paul Prudhomme, you know, that Nolene chef, that big guy looks like Dom DeLuise on, on acid? Uh-huh. Wow. I did like
4: the other Cajun chef, though, Justin... Oh, God, what was his name? Justin Time? time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guarantee.
3: Oh I don't I don't like that whole K John rap man Oh Garand. Oh, I hate that. So many things you hate. You're just a hateful person, you know, that's right. That's <clears> me. <throat> me. That's me. I hate. Jackie says the show is great today. It's the best when things are all screwed up. Oh, this is last Tuesday. and you have to fly by the seat of your pants. I wish George the best landing the job across screwed up. Oh, this is last Tuesday. And you have to fly by the seat of your pants. I wish George the best landing of the job across the street he has missed. And Flea, you're doing a great job, says Jackie. Oh, thanks. One of our regulars gives you her squeal of approval. That was from last Tuesday. T, T says, Flea is doing a great job as your sidekick so far. Could you play I'm Moving Out with Joe Zagaki or Sandstorm, please? Keep it light, T. Oh, some of this stuff just puts me right on the flow. I don't want to breathe no more. Oh, here's something that you sent me uh, one morning, I don't know when, a while ago. New Haven housing officials are trying to figure out why someone left slaughtered chickens on a man's bed and put rotting fish under it. Police said the dead animals were found in a men's room at housing located on such-and-such street in New Haven earlier this week. Philip Elliott had rented one of three bedrooms on the second floor of the house for 150 bucks a week, and he and the tenants in the other room shared the kitchen and the bathroom. Police said one of his roommates woke up Monday and smelled a vile odor. The building superintendent went upstairs and found three dead chickens on a bed and blood splattered on the floor. Fish were found under the bed and later in the closet. Well, we learned something today on the Neil Rogers Show. Fish are in the closet. Hmm. I know R. Kelly and Tom Cruise are in there, but now even fish are in the closet. I didn't know fish could be gay. Maybe they are. <laughs> who knows and who cares? Mm. Don't tell me I'm getting light on emails now. That's, that's why I'm going back to last week in my pile. It's only 1207. We got a long way to go. Mm hmm. Boy, here's a long, long email from Rodolfo from Thursday, May 14, two weeks ago today. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Long. You're still eating. And in the meantime, the certificates are sold out. Before you could even finish your first mouthful of food, they yep. sold out. That was amazing. Shocking. This is from back when, uh, right after George got canned. Okay. Neil, this news about George says a lot about the management of QM, and more specifically, Joe Bell. However, I feel that the argument that George should remain employed simply because he has a family to support really carries no weight with me, so do millions of other unemployed Americans. That's not a good enough reason to keep someone employed. Having said that, I also understand what transpired with the firing of George is a cowardly and clearly indicative of the low business acumen of Joe Bell, as well as his display of little or no common sense. If the Neil Rogers show is a cash cow, and it sure used to be, then anyone with half an ounce of a brain would trim fat elsewhere. Perhaps their intention goes beyond George. This is the case with, uh, it says, the worst form of management is one that makes decisions on impulse and personal convictions. This is the case with everyone at QAM. Business is business, and Joe Bell has no sense. At the very end of this, by the way, it says, F him. I I just want to alert you to that fact. At the very end of this email. Okay. i just just tell you that up front in case I should slip again, I which I don't think it'll happen. I also found it very amusing that the Dolphin Organization disapproves of your show and QA. Well, that's only according to the fake Jimmy Syphilis, who's really Manny from Kendall, who's a nut nut job. There's one thing I've learned about any media outlet. Every moron calls themselves an expert. That is, they simply ride away for reporting. The trend is to regurgitate whatever will give them a rating. In turn... For the most part, what they report has no real substance and very little facts. Clearly, WQM and the Dolphins don't believe that if you put out a good product, and in the case of the Dolphins, a winning team, uh, the rest would take care of itself. Lastly, and it goes on about the Dolphins, which, who cares? Lastly, for all those critics, whiners and complaining idiots, it sure is easy to sit on the other side of the radio dial, request that both you and Flea take a dive to prove a point in support of George. What point would that be? You can't reason with idiots, ignorant people, and people that don't welcome change. You can't afford, and you shouldn't put your income in jeopardy for anyone. George's firing was well-planned, and there was nothing anyone can do to prevent it. Joe Bell is a lying sack of blank, a monkey with no skills, unethical and delusional. What goes around comes around. His time will come. I will continue to listen simply because I know that George would like us to support you. Also, your show's entertaining. I'm not going to punish you by not listening. Lastly, low ratings will only make Joe Bell stronger. Screw him. Doesn't say screw, but keep up the good work. Good luck to George and Flea. From Rodolfo. over, whipped, whipped up, pissed off, and fired up. Evidently, yeah. Whipped up into a fanatical frenzy. You think we ought to text George and see if he's still alive or what's going on with him? Yeah, well, can we do know that. what's going on with him. He's got that thing tomorrow night at the. Uh, where was it? The Clevelander. Yeah. Was it really? Clevelander. Yep. Which is all shiny and new. and Yeah, Hank used to, I think he used to be one of Hank's sponsors once upon a time. What, what was the big deal with it back then? What was, the, what was the attraction? I don't know. I think celebrities used to stay there. Really? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Kind of like the celebrity uh, wall at Wolfie's, the one on 21st mm-hmm. and Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now everybody goes to the Fountain Blue. I wonder if that top floor at the Fountain Blue is still... Gay. ...like it used to be years ago. I don't know. There used know. to be a lot of hanky-spanky going on there, so uh, I heard. I was never invited, though. Maybe Buddy Nevins could inform us more about that, because he see, that seems to be his area of expertise. Anything has to do with... Gay. Yeah, that's Buddy's... Uh, too bad he's out of work. Little Buddy Nevins. I wonder what dumpster he's sleeping in these days. Oh, geez, look at this. Barry Jackass says, 790's website is down Have you heard from George. Word is he's upset with you. Uh-oh. What? What would he be upset with me about? I don't know. He didn't mention that to me. Well, that's from the fake Barry Jackass. It's from across the street. So just some au provocateur trying to stir up a bunch of crap. I don't think he's upset with me at all. What would he be upset with me about? Well, maybe you'll have to uh, text him. I did. What'd
4: you say? I said, any news? What can we uh, announce for the George report?
3: Well, if he's upset with me, maybe that's why he's not uh, emailing you every morning. Could be. Neil?
1: God? Shloppy
2: Advertising, how could I help you?
1: You looking for a new air campaign in Miami? Sure. Now, what we do here is we start with salsa music. Yeah, yeah, if you want to run ads in the Miami market, you, you got to use salsa music, see? Uh, yeah, of course, and we've got great success here with the salsa music. It's the only music them Cubans like. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, all you need is VO on a better salsa music, and them Cubans, uh, they stop everything they're doing just to listen, and then they dance to it. Yeah, yeah, and we've got a voiceover guy over here. Hey, voiceover guy. Yeah? Come here. What? Say, uh, say habla espanol. Okay. Say habla espanol. No, 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 more macho. They like that said, like, uh, what do call it? macho. All right.
0: <coughs>
2: say
1: habla espanol. No, angrier, like, uh, you're wielding a knife at somebody. All right. Say habla espanol. There, you see, we got them Cubans all figured out.
2: Say habla espanol. Say habla, say habla, say habla, blah, 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 blah.
3: Okay, twelve eighteen at five sixty WQAM. I kn- I knew this uh, Ben Schmeagle would be here, giving you some crap. Okay, and I got to have a response from George
4: too. You do what? I got a response from George. What did George say? Is he pissed off at me about something? Which I can't imagine what it would be. Didn't say that. He said nothing new. Still waiting for callbacks. Still trying to. Line up as many sponsors as I can to convince people I'm worth some money. Enjoying the vacation.
3: Well, that sounds positive. Yeah. Hey, fake Barry across the street, by the way, quit trying to stir up a bunch of crap. Word is this and word is that. Yeah, word my ass. Ben Schmeagle says, please tell your sidekick to try to stop trying to speak with food in his mouth. It's not only really disrespectful, it's vile, vulgar, and vituperative. And the FCC clearly states that any broadcaster on here must speak with a clear voice. No, it does not. That goes beyond dining manners. Spelled D-I-N-N-I. Dinning, dining matters. Hmm. You're illiterate, Ben. That's John ZTR, and I'm sure that also Steve Alexander, who's uh, sending me 8,000 emails. George always said it, and he was right. There's about a half a dozen people out there sending all the emails. He's right. Yeah. But if they ever stop, and, of course, we'd take a whole bunch of calls if we could, but we can't. Uh, uh, At least not do it right. Oh, now he's belching, grepsing on the air, too. Very nice. Ben Schmiegel's going to be back on there in a heartbeat. (laughs) You better not upset old Ben. Yeah, the FCC says that you must speak clearly. Right. Just keep hallucinating, Ben. Just keep making crap up. Rick says, this is bad news. Within the last six minutes, the Internet stream has been off the air two times for about a minute or so each time. Hope this isn't the start of Internet stream problems, says Rick in Plantation. How come Rick's the only one who's complaining? Maybe it's his computer rebuffing. Yeah, maybe your computer's got sores, Rick. Maybe it's uh, looking at your own house. And Peter in Tampa is so full of it, man. Pete, you just don't get it. He says, Neil, I too love the Perry Como sketch on SCTV. However, the point was that Perry was Mr. Relaxation, which is why they showed him singing Prone on the Floor in bed, etc. No, it had nothing to do with Mr. Relaxation. It had to do with the fact that he was coma-inducing, that he was barely breathing. It was a spoof on him and his whole act, not Mr. Relaxation. Isn't that amazing? One of the funniest bits of all time, and Pete and Tampa didn't even get it. Mr. Relaxation. Oh. God. So, George didn't say anything about tomorrow night at the Clevelander? No. With Dan LaBastard? Well, they're probably going him against me over there anyway.
2: And it goes round, round, round as it skims along with the happy sound as it goes.
3: we a singer. Let me tell you that. Just unbelievable. Barber from, uh, where was he from? Aliquippa, PA, or somewhere in uh, McKeesport? Sure. Somewhere near Pittsburgh. What? I said, sure. Yeah, you'll Google it, and then you'll say, oh, I knew it all the time. Somewhere near Pittsburgh. 532 votes on the poll. Rob on Martha's Vineyard says, for Christ's sakes, Neil, will you quit with the George updates? Who cares about where he is or what he's doing? It's ponderous. (laughs) Flea, you're way better than George, but you still suck. Boy, Rob is a sour puss. I did not find that email compelling. No. No. Harry Potter said, Why did you neglect to put Tiny Tim on your list? He had the greatest vocal range, three or four octaves of anybody. <sniffs> says, It doesn't mean anybody liked him or that he was a he, but he should be on the list. No, he should not, Harry Potter. Go away. You've turned really uh, sour. Barry says, I'm getting the info third hand. Don't know how much is true, but ge- word is George is upset that you talked about his meeting with Steve White last week, thinking it hurts his chances. Really? Well, then why didn't they tell us to uh, keep it mum? Mm. And, and where did we get that information from speaking of mum, didn't we get that from the same fake Barry jackass could be mm. sh- sh- sure we did
4: I'm very certain we did but George told us he was meeting with him too
3: so what's the big deal yeah oh and that's just a bunch of crap yeah. I heard his chances it's all your fault yeah that's right if it rains it's my fault if it snows in Alaska it's my fault if the dog has diarrhea on the carpet, it's my fault. Tom says this is uh, from also. Oh, these are old. Some of these. When you know, when you haven't been on for a while, right? You get a little bit of a backup. Tom says I can't say I personally liked listening to George when you were away during summer and other times when he filled in. It was better than listening to the other crap, communists, sports, horrid FM stations, ultra right wing garbage. I only listened to Scare America and you, Neil. They got rid of Scare America now. George. George had a niche with you. Neil, I'm not a program director, just my unneeded opinion. But he's going to have to figure out what to do without you. That's just as entertaining but different. If he does find a time slot, not a competition with you, I'll listen as I stated. Everything else sucks on the radio in this banana republic. I write mostly because I'm shocked at the quick timing of George being laid off just after listening to him live the other day. Like a lot of people, I assume we thought it was a shtick to bitch about management, a time-honored staple for shock jocks. We don't do shtick. On the show. If we tell you it's going on, it's going on. Never did it cross my mind. WQM was serious. I just hope they don't take you off the radio as well. If that day comes, I'm going to physically remove the radio from my car, throw said radio at the window of Joyce's car, and buy a pimped-out MP3 player. Then I'll never listen to the crap broadcast on the airwaves down here again. Good luck, and good luck to your new board op. You're a loyal listener since 87, Tom. Thanks, Tom. And the board op says thanks, too, but he's probably eating. Now I'm done you done? Yeah, it was good. Sounded damn good. I'm not too happy about it. I, maybe, maybe I'll go to Red Lobster at 2 o'clock. I don't know, but the crab cakes looked uh,
4: like they were po- cooked perfectly. Mm-hmm. They look good. What do you mean they look good? Oh,
3: that's right. You don't eat that. No, I didn't eat it, but uh, they they went fast. So. Oh, that's right. Never, it never even dawned on me that when people bring food in for flea, they got to bring in veggie
4: stuff. That's so, right. so what did you eat? I had, a, I had the salad, I had uh, mashed potatoes, and I had this grilled
3: asparagus, which was awesome. And you don't even eat the fish, the seafood? No. Duff. Oh, my God, what a waste. Duff ate it. Well, at least it
4: didn't go to waste. Oh, no. Food does not go to waste here in this building. I, I
3: just can't believe that, even. Couldn't you have made an exception? I could. Just for Ben Schmiegel. So you could, like, a little more on the ear. (laughs) I mean, eating mashed potatoes doesn't make a lot of noise, generally, I don't think. No. Mashed potatoes are mushy, especially if they got, like, butter on
4: them. Yeah, these were good. Mm. Especially when you do the bite with the asparagus and mashed potato combo.
3: Yeah. That's good. Well, don't be eating too much on the ear, because Ben's going to get really all bent out of shape. Very Jackass. You know, I've quit reading the Jimmy Syphilis ones, because that's Manny from Kendall, who's an idiot. And I'm going to quit reading the very Jackass ones, too, unless, unless they have some stunning information about, you know, the radio market. Yeah. Well, some of them have. Okay. Like the thing about Sid the Kid. Although I heard that from elsewhere. Scott in Pinellas Park says, I was in the other room and didn't see it said it was buffering. Didn't see if it said it was buffering. Well, what does that mean? He didn't see if it was buffering or not. Adam Oshmuk says the stream did drop off there for a little bit. I thought it was just my C- PC, but I guess not for a little bit. Like if there's a like, like if there's a fart on the uh, stream right away. Oh gee, we're having technical. Yeah, these people are. I guess are conditioned to QM technical difficulties, and rightfully so. Keep in mind that one word, encoding. Okay, so we don't get get, get left out in the code on this show. Okay. That's, that's the new deal that's the way for the future mr. president that's the new uh, deal with which we have to live but now that Bruce Beasley wrote a letter to them I'm sure that they're gonna they're gonna like uh, really goose step in the line not please enough sake. <laughs>
1: She's got a tooth as to why. Rectum. She's got a tooth as to why. She's got a tooth as to why. And she don't care. I'll tell you why, she's too wide. She already cried, she don't work out no more. But she's gonna have to go on a diet. To look like she did once before. I think I'll try on my tongue. And if by some chance, yeah. It is too tight in the waist. I'll get some stretch.
3: Thirty-three at five sixty WQM. So if uh, we weren't supposed to talk about George's meeting with Steve White, the PD across the street, then why did he send us that information? I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of BS, like an O.J. provocateur across the street trying to stir the pot. Anyway, Jason, who's uh, needs help, serious help. We, we got a few of these emailers need need group therapy. Okay. Jason says, I just went to your website to vote. And to my dismay, Willie Nelson is not on the poll. Mistakes happen. If you can, please put Willie on there and you'll see him go flying up your poll. Thanks. No chance. Willie Nelson is the best male singer of all time. You should live so long. Yeah. Jason, he couldn't sing a note if, if his life depended on it. Nice mood ring, though, but he can't sing. Jeff in Boynton Beach says, yes, Perry Como was from Cannonsburg, PA, just outside Pittsburgh. I told you it was from one of those joints. Rob, however, says, Neil, gambling is not a hobby. It's an addiction. I bet you can't quit if you tried. You're hooked. Hooked. In capital letters. Hooked. If gambling is a hobby, then so is snorting cocaine, it says. It's a good hobby. What, snorting cocaine? Sure. And as someone who did maintenance on slot machines, here comes the greatest revelation of all time. Okay. As someone who did maintenance on slot machines, I can tell you that they are programmed to control the winnings. No kidding, Rob. Uh-huh. Oh, gee, I thought they were just wide open. They're programmed to control the winnings. I mean, some of you people think that we're all morons. The rest of the world, we're all dumber than dirt, and you're the experts. Everybody's an expert. Like my lesbian East cab guy says, everybody's an expert in how, how accurate he is. They're programmed to control the winnings. No, no kidding. Didn't I just say a little while ago, you're playing against a computer, so why crank the handle and do all these other stupid things and wave your hands across the glass? Those people really get me, the Indian women especially. They smear their hands across the glass. Yeah. And, I, I you know, I keep my mouth shut because I don't want to start with some of these people, but I, I always am tempted to say, how's that working for you so far? <laughs> that doing pretty good? Did you ever see the movie the, the Cooler? No. That was pretty
4: good. It was about a guy who brings people bad luck at the casinos. William H Macy and I think Alec Baldwin was in it. Oh, I think I did see it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And true from what I hear. True what? That casinos hire coolers to like give people bad luck. How do they do that? <laughs> they find some very unlucky guys and they stand them next to people that are winning. What does that mean? I don't know. If you watch the movie, William H. Macy was, very, was a very unlucky guy. And, like, whenever he would stand next to someone at the table, they would start losing. Like, his bad luck would rub off on people.
3: You know, I don't want to change the subject. Okay. Oh. Norma Kent just won't stop. Too much time on your hands, Norma. Go out and solve some murder mystery like Perry Mason. Stop. 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 Reminder, and in conclusion, please have your new producer email me his contact information so I'm fully prepared if something comes up. Are you interested in having Norma Kent represent you? No, absolutely not. So that's the end of that. He's not interested, Norma. He's not interested. Go away. Go away. I think what this is really a reminder of is, uh, oh, uh, keep me fully compensated. That that must be it. Just go away. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Flea ain't interested. Can you believe that? No. He sent this to me the other day, and I just—I didn't even have the balls to tell you about
4: it. After I've seen what's happened with you, why? Why would I want to hire him as my uh, representation?
3: Oh, Ishma Ahmed says the best singers are Tony Bennett and Wayne Newton. Saw him in Vegas; they were great. Also, Tony Bennett is very popular in my country. Well, congratulations, Ishma, and Kushmir and Tarkhus. Okay, go away. Norma Kent. Five hundred fifty-two votes on the poll. Best male singer of all time, Freddie Mercury, 98. Elvis, 54. Frank Sinatra, 45. Roy Orbison, 42. Sinatra wasn't even on that first list way back when. And here he moved into third place. That's sad. That's really sad. Goes to show you, there's a lot of people out there loving El Ice Cream. It's their favorite flavor. As my friend Bill Calder used to say, delicious, but no taste. Mm-hmm. Dow is down four and a half points. Big deal. Big Simis. So how do you like that thing about 3% of the state population are Jewish in Florida? That's pretty weak. Yeah. 3%. And 99% of them live in Boca. Oh, Neil. Show me
0: yours. I'll show you mine. Norma Kant.
1: Mr. Kant, this is Clear Channel. Uh, We're prepared to offer you...
0: Let's see. uh, Here's my Mickey Mantle rookie card. Norma Kant.
1: Hello, Mr. Kant. This is XM. Uh... We're looking for an anchor show for our network, and would you... Uh...
0: Where's my Ed Crane pool? There it is. Norma Kant.
1: Hello, Mr. Kent. This is no Mel
3: Karmis. Eh?
0: If only I could find my Marv Droneberry. Oh, Norma Kant. Ho, ho! Joe Bell here. Hi, Joe. Oh, just calling to let you know an agreement for more of the same of nothing to go nowhere is still underway. Ho, 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 ho! Okay, uh, Ooh! What? I found my shoeless Joe Jackson card with the ringtone. <laughs> <making>
1: la 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 And by the way, Perry, if
3: George la, 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 is upset with me, how come he called me a couple of days ago and we had a long conversation and he didn't indicate any problem with what any, anybody said about him having the meeting over there? Who, George? Yeah. I
4: think he hates you like poison now. You didn't give up your money and you didn't quit your job for him?
3: Shirley Yon is back. Shirley, who brought the 40 bucks for George. Go to George's house in Hollywood, Shirley, and bring him 40,000. <laughs> she says, My aunt used to put her quarters in the freezer thinking it would make the machine pay off. Rest her soul. What? Cold, hard cash, I guess. Put the quarters in the uh, freezer. I guess Shirley's aunt was an idiot. But there's a lot of that going around. Tim says, What kind of pole is this, man? Oh, do you hear that thunder Ooh. and uh oh, and rain and crap! Wow, how are we the listeners supposed to get our vote in if you don't include the people we want? What is this man? You only put in who you want in there, so when the voting is over, you can say, "See, I told you, people love that one." What is that? I thought this was a free country. If we tell you to put a singer on, you got to do it. <laughs> and he doesn't even—he doesn't even name a singer. Oh, okay, great. Um, we'll put on there whoever the hell we want to put on. How do you like that? And we will not put on people like Willie Nelson, who obviously don't belong on there. Yeah. No. Tom in Tampa says, what happened to George tuning in late? Obviously very late, Tom. Uh, George <laughs> got canned. For budgetary reasons, so they said. He got uh, blown out. And he's uh, looking for a gig. And obviously very upset with me. Not. No. Got to come up with something better than that, fake Barry. They they must have like a conference table. They sit around over there across the street and and they sit around and exchange all these goofy ideas. Oh, I'll tell Neil this and tell, you know, like that. You think? Could be. Peter is back again with his pericomo sketch thing. Sorry to disagree with one of my heroes, but you misinterpreted the pericomo sketch. No, I did not. He did not have IVs attached to him in bed. And the point was not that he was on his deathbed. Wrong. I remember it like it was yesterday. Did you see it? No, you said you didn't see it. No. Anybody else ever see that SCTV uh, sketch on uh, Takeoff on Perry Como? Coma-inducing. He had like a tube uh, in his nose. He was laying there in, in like uh, a step away from death, singing in bed and barely able to speak, and like that. that that's what the message was. Not that he was Mr. Relaxation, Pete. Relaxing my ass. The Catholic Orders responsible for abusing Ireland's poorest children say they're struggling to come up with money to help their victims. Ah. The investigations into their net worth paint a very different picture that of nuns and brothers worth billions of dollars of carefully sheltered assets worldwide. Billions. With a B. Irish government leaders said yesterday they expect the 18 religious orders involved in abusing children in workhouse-style schools to pay a much greater share of compensation for the 14,000 state-recognized victims. They also demanded that the secretive orders reveal the true scope of their wealth for the first time in face-to-face negotiations with the government. We have to ascertain how much they actually have. The government is adamant and determined they'll make an appropriate contribution, Defense Minister Willie O'Day said. The push follows last week's publication of a nine-year investigation into the widespread sexual, physical, and psychological abuse of children in church care from the 1930s to 90s when the last of the special schools, reformatories, and orphanages closed. Yesterday, about half of the 18 orders announced they would meet with the government. They reiterated apologies for their role in harming children, but none said that they would contribute more than the pro- they promised in a 2002 deal with the government that left taxpayers paying almost all of the $1.5 billion bill to settle the abuse claims. I think George ought to go to the Catholic Church and get uh, some money, don't you? Yeah. They're loaded. And they're hiding it. That's the worst part. Not just all the abuse that went on, but the fact that now they they don't want to uh, repent. Repent! The Spirit of Christ compels you. He's compelling, baby. The Conference of Religious in Ireland, an umbrella body, said of the 18 orders, the 18 orders are planning private strategy session tomorrow in Dublin to decide on a common approach to the government. First off, don't trust anything they say, said the Reverend Thomas Doyle, an American Catholic priest who specializes in canon law and champions abuse victims' rights, and be prepared to follow up the urging for voluntary donations or contributions with some form of force. The order still owes hundreds of boys' schools in 20 countries, but U.S. and Canadian lawyers who have won multimillion-dollar sex abuse cases against the Christian brothers accuse the order of making itself appear as poor as possible by shifting school ownership to individual members' trust, corporations, or offshore bodies. Their assets and how they hold their assets is of Byzantine complexity, said David Wingfield, a lawyer in Toronto, who's won abuse settlements from Christian Brothers schools in Canada from Newfoundland to British Columbia. They have unlimited financial resources to mount litigation, and they have absolutely no shame in doing so. A 2001 investigation by Irish broadcasters RTE into Christian Brothers mounting legal fights worldwide estimated the order's global property assets, including its Rome headquarters, in excess of $1.4 billion. Yesterday, the Irish Times, Ireland's newspaper record, urged the government to go harder after the orders. Michael O'Brien, 72, was separated from his seven brothers, sisters, and cousins when they were placed in separate church-run residences in the 40s. He suffered repeated rapes and beatings from age 8 onward in an industrial school run by the Roseminian Order in the town of Clonmel. All of these things. All of these things. In the name of good old-fashioned religion. So you did see doubt? Yes, I did.
4: And you liked it, and uh, you still you still have doubt. Yeah, you leave it with doubt, and it's an
3: excellent movie, I think. And George didn't like it. That's what I hear. Well, speaking of movies, Rich says you've definitely uh, seen the cooler. It might have been a while since you uh, were on a plane, because it was um, your on-air critique of that movie got me to watch it as soon as it popped up on my satellite dish. Hmm. Please, description is pretty accurate. The main characters were Alec Baldwin, William H Macy, and Manabello, Maria Bello. There also were a ton of other familiar faces in it, without of whose names escape me. Pretty good flick, says Rich. The Cooler. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Eddie says, I can't believe someone actually said Willie Nelson. Why don't you just add <laughs> Conway 22 too? I'm sad George is gone, but we'll always listen as long as you're on, says Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. And Carl says, I know you're uh, not interested in this, but it's interesting, the money aspects of gay marriage. Oh, my God. No, I'm not interested. It's a long article about something going on in Provincetown, Mass., Mm -hmm. where there's just tons of gay people. In case you haven't noticed, you ever been to Provincetown? Ah, uh, no. Me either. I've got about as much interest in going to Provincetown as I have going to uh, Key West, which is none. Yeah, I've only been to Boston. I lived in Boston for two years. Yeah, that's in the early a great 60s, city. On Commonwealth Avenue, what? That's a great city. It is a great city, and like I said, that's where I got fat. That's where I ate and ate and ate. Prince Spaghetti House and Brigham's Ice Cream. Oh. And those great grinders, sub-sandwiches. I mean, you know, there's mm-hmm. some some people think they know a great sub-sandwich. Hoagies and grinders, those are the real subs. Oh, my God, just to die for. I think the best subs I ever had in my life was when I was in, 16 years old at Mellow snyders Summer Camp in Inlet, New York, up in the Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. And we would, a bunch of us, we would walk into town, like at lunchtime, and we would buy these grinders. Oh my God! Just just the memory of them makes me go nuts. That's fifty years ago. See what a glutton I am? Of course, you wouldn't want them because it's got all kinds of meats in it, you know. Yeah. And cheese. Love cheese. You could eat the bread though, I guess. I'll give you the bread, and I'll just eat the contents. No, I eat cheese too. Oh, I mean, you do eat cheese. Yeah. Well, you're pretty selective. You're a lacto-ovo schmendrick <laughs> Right. Ovo-lacto. Well, how how is it you decide what you do eat and what you don't? Uh, If it was alive, I don't eat it. If it was alive? Well, I know plants are alive, but... Plants were alive. Don't you think plants have feelings? No, I don't think they have feelings. Plants have feelings. Can't you imagine when they cut that, when they chop open that head of lettuce? My God, what if they chopped open your head? Wouldn't you, ah, scream? Yeah. I think the plants scream, but very quietly. I'm not trying to make fun of your fetish or your thing. No, it's fine. Uh, but funny. like that one guy said, you know, I've got a, a gambling problem. Yeah, you're he an says. addict. What? You're an addict. Yeah, I'm addicted to uh, slots. It's my hobby, and I've always said it's an expensive hobby, and it's a fool's uh, proposition, because in the long run, you're going to lose your ass. But I enjoy it. I, I uh, have fun there. I like it. And there are some people in the audience who think that I have to explain to them, and you have to explain. All of us on here we owe them an explanation. For what we like to do and where we go and how we spend our money and yada yada, all this other crap. All those people that were giving me a song to dance about how I should just walk out when they can George or how I should pay his salary. Mm-hmm. How much money did they bring him last Friday? Uh Zero. That I saw. How much cash, how many checks did he collect at None. the Hard Rock? None. To the best of our knowledge, zero. Zippity doodah. But it's easy for you to say, "Oh, well, you're making the big bucks. You should take care of George." In fact, this weekend I got to send your friend Chicken Neck a big check. Big check. I'm keeping him alive. I'm keeping half of the free world alive. For crying out loud, you people out there with a big mouth and all these uh, and all this expertise, you take care of George. It would make me very happy. Like Shirley, who brought him that four dollars that time at Gulfstream. Was it 4 40. or four to forty bucks? Forty bucks. And I'll bet you that Shirley is a schlepper. I bet you she don't have two nickels to rub together. But in the meantime, she cared enough and she liked George enough to bring him 40 bucks. How much are you people bringing him? Frankie says, listening to Mad Dog is like listening to a man with ADD. He'll tease something into the break, never get back to it for the rest of the show. Well, that's just to keep you listening, Frank. Oh, this is supposed to be very funny. Did you add Katie Lang to your poll, says Frank?
2: ah uh-huh, ha ha ah ha
3: Nothing worse than people try to be funny, who are not. Oh, Neil! Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the
1: one to two hour. Kind of shrimpy My songs are wimpy I had a series of big hits And that was back in 76 Now no one wants to hear They only laugh and sneer They won't admit that they own my albums Cause my songs
3: made it back in time uh-oh well i had to go get my chinese menu to order a lunch chinese again huh what do you mean again you had the um,
4: mushroom egg for your young right the other day
3: Yeah, a couple days ago yeah well chinese is good for you isn't that what you said yeah and it tastes good and they have a lot of vegetarian crap yep not that i care i'm going to get the beef and just, just as a protest to your um i'm, I'm going to like you know wade in the other direction okay to compensate for your uh, attempt to save the planet, anything that's alive. It's alive! Chuck says those netwits who claim the SCTV skit was meant to demonstrate that Perry Como was laid back are quoting from the Wikipedia entry for Perry Como, and from the trivia section of that. And Chuck says Wikipedia will be the ruin of us all. Thanks, Chuck. He's right. They put some pseudo-intellectual explanation for something that was funny as hell. I mean, just hysterical. One of the funniest skits in the history of TV. See, one thing about me, if I watch a movie, I mean, you know, sometimes there's something complicated. And you wonder, you know, what the hell was that supposed to mean? Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, if I'm watching a TV show or a movie, uh, I understand what I'm watching. I get the message, I get the joke, whatever. I don't need somebody in the audience to explain to me what I just saw or what I saw 20 years ago. Oh no, Neil, you're wrong. You're so wrong. It was just that he was laid back, yeah, laid back on his ass. Oh my God, let me um block this Stephen Alexander. This is this is I think this is probably Dan from um, Maryland come back, reincarnated. <laughs> there There is a group of people out there who think the purpose of this show and doing the emails is so that they personally can do a back and forth with me for four hours every day. Not interested. Robert says, in my personal opinion, Freddie Mercury was the best male singer of all time. However, I agree with you on Steve Tyler. I would rate him in the top five. Of course, I'm probably used to the fact that Aerosmith and Queen are two of my favorite bands. I'm probably biased due to that. Also, I cannot understand how Frank Sinatra's got 47 votes and David Bowie's only got three. That's because we got a lot of old farts out there, I guess. Yeah. I've never understood the popularity of Frank Sinatra. I don't think he was even as good as Dean Martin. Oh, now you're getting carried away, Bobby. <laughs> oh, oh my God! And if that isn't bad enough, Tim in Miami, who's usually a very good emailer, but I think he's losing it. You Wait till you hear this. You, you know we left at the poll too, real quick, is uh, Harry Connick Jr. Thank God. Some people like him. He couldn't sing as well. Some people like uh, dog food too. Okay. <laughs> How about a can of Alpo tomorrow? It's vegetarian. No, it's not. It's got meat in it. It's got rotten meat. <laughs> Harry Connick, Jr. You, you must be joking me, aren't you? A little bit. Trying to establish it. The Dow's up uh, three and a half points. Wow. It's not doing much. And there's uh, that uh, Judge Sotomayor. Isn't that interesting how the pronunciation of her name kept changing during the day yesterday as they kept talking about the story? Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah. First she was Mayor, and now she's Sotomayor. And according to uh, Rush, she's a uh, racist. Yeah, you know, here's a guy that <laughs> is one of the worst racists in the history of the human race. Has said stuff on the air that got him canned. And he's calling her a racist? Right. Talk about the pot calling the kettle pink rush, you pill-popping, hypocrite phony. God. Anyway, can I get back to Tim? Yeah, sorry. Not that there's any hurry. Although I do have to order Chinese. Neil, I know you're thinking outside opera singers. That's right, but how about Enrico Caruso? Nearly every Victrola played a 78 Platter recording of him. Well, guess what? We're not looking for people who listen to their music on 78 Victrolas. Yeah, I, we had one 100 years ago. Did you ever have a, a Victrola with a 78 RPM? No. See? You ever see 78s? They were brittle. They were thick and brittle. No. And if you dropped them, they would crack. Break like right in half. And the needles for the 78, they were like they were like uh, thick. Thick as your thumb almost. I mean, really thick needles. The grooves were like real thick and the needles were thick. 78. Can't complain about the quality because there wasn't any. We had a bunch of old '78s, Al Jolson records. Oh boy, Enrico Caruso, and then it's got his whole uh, thing. Here. It was an Italian. I don't care who he was. Caruso's enormous record sales and extraordinary voice, celebrated for its beauty, power, and unequalled richness of tone, made him the number one male operatic star of his era. Such was his influence on singing style, virtually all subsequent Italian and Spanish tenors, and most non-Mediterranean tenors too, have been heirs to a greater or lesser extent. Okay, I'm glad you like him, Tim. Enjoy your 78s. Oh, Ishma Ahmed's back. Go away, Ishma. You bug me. You bother me a lot. He's saying Dean Martin ought to be on there. Although you said Harry Connick Jr. That, That to me is just shocking. Shocking.
4: Were you joking or were you serial? No, I was joking a bit. No, you weren't. I know you don't See, like now him. See,
3: now you're, embar- you're embarrassed that I turned on you about that.
4: No, I know that you don't like him. I think he's an okay singer. I think some people
3: would say that maybe he's well, their wait, favorite. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You think he's an okay singer? Right. Let, let, me, let me go back to the poll question. Name an okay singer. <laughs> the best male singer of all time
4: is... Right. He wouldn't and, get my vote, but he might get somebody's vote as the best singer of all time. Okay,
3: go ahead and put him on there.
2: Okay. If
3: it makes you happy... That's our goal here, is to make the producer happy. Ask George, he'll tell you. To feed you and keep you well fed, which we did before, although next week we don't have a deal, I guess. Damn. That's what Duff told me when he called me the other day, called me Monday morning. He had to call me because he couldn't speak to me in the studio because we don't have a studio yet. Right. Not that I'm complaining, you understand. It's a question of priorities, and we are obviously not a very high one. We're not high on the list. And for a guy who I thought had so much clout with Jolly Joe, you just uh, can't move him off the dime, can you? No, it didn't seem just like it. Just remember that word, encoded. Okay? What guarantee is there that your people are properly encoding the signal all the time? That's what somebody out there wants to know. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm trying to find explanations for these disastrous, ridiculous, laughable numbers. Maybe we've got a technical glitch there. You know, it could be, and it could only be between like 10 and 2. I don't know. Doesn't that make sense to you? Logical. Mm-hmm. Not. Boy, here's here's an email that goes on for 65,000 words. This could take us till 2 o'clock. No, it's not that long. From Eric. Thursday, May 14th. That's la- two weeks ago today. Regarding George. Should I should I go with this or not? I, I don't have any new stuff. There's nothing new on there. Because yeah, once they ran out of names of singers. See, that's the bad part. That's why I hate that poll building. Oh, my God. This Harry Potter. Go away here. I'm blocking you, too. You, you've lost it. This guy used to be like a regular uh, normal guy. And now he's a crazy person. Your, your be- favorite movie list is too narrow. Well, those are the movies I like, okay? Here's another guy trying to tell me what movies I should like. You know, I said something to somebody the other day, to my cabbie. We, we, have, we have hysterical conversations. He's a really funny guy. And I said to him, there's only one problem in the world. And you know what that is? Hmm. People. It's like South Florida. It's paradise. The only problem with South Florida is the wrong people live there. It needs a people transplant. It's beautiful. All the beautiful palm trees and the ocean and all the stuff. Natural uh, crap. But the people are what makes South Florida what it is, which is more better better than you or me. Better you than me, whatever that. Guy. Oh, Steve Lappa. <laughs>
2: Oh,
3: woo! From your curmudgeon at large, Sam Hirsch, who I'm sure is dead. Isn't he the guy who used to do the dog racing shows on um, Channel 51? Okay, hundred years ago. Forget about Caruso, says somebody. I used to listen to Mario Lanza as a young child. Says Dorothy and Hallandale. Well, oh, thanks, Dorothy. Good for you. Mario Lanza. He choked on a ham sandwich or something like that, and died. Kind of like Mama Cass. That's urban legend, I'm sure. Because Mama Cass didn't die from choking on a ham sandwich either, did she? Why not Google it and find out how she really died? Okay. Maybe she died from fat, from gluttony. Speaking of ordering Chinese. The Dow's up 20 points. Things are really looking up, boys and girls. Freddie Mercury's got 103 votes. Elvis is in second place. That's disgusting. 583 votes. Not too bad, considering nobody's listening.
1: You get a lot of
2: big sports
1: f- With the Rogers on Sports Hole Radio WQAL You like the bone But there's no smoke It's time For your first smoke You're can shake. You're addicted to bud. Let me give you a warning something I might have to run in the other room
4: and answer the phone. Okay. And I have information on
3: Mama Cass's death also, if you'd like to know. When the the delivery comes, I might have to punch a button and let them in with the entry code. Yes, go ahead. Okay.
4: Well, Here's where it all comes together. Police noted that a partially eaten sandwich had been found in her room and speculated that she may have choked while eating it. When the coroner's autopsy was performed, no food was found in her trachea, and the cause of death was determined to have been heart failure and that she died in her sleep. Now, this is kind of a weird fact, though. Elliot died in the same flat, number 12, at 9 Cruising Place, where drummer Keith Moon of The Who died.
1: Oh, my God.
4: Wow.
3: Weird. That's right. Anyway, she was born September 19, 1941. She died July 29, 1974. She was born Ellen Naomi Cohen.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Did you know that? Did you know Mama Cass was Jewish? Not until just now. Ellen Naomi Cohen. Boy, you can't get much more Jewish than that. After the group broke up, she had a successful solo career releasing five studio albums. Elliot was found dead in a room in London from an apparent heart attack after 2 solo performances at the Palladium. Mama Cass. She's still dead, by the way. Yeah. What a shame. She was good. She could belt it out. Man, only 32. Yeah. What a waste. Anyway, you'll be pleased to know that I've already ordered my lunch. Oh, good. Lunch for me and Paco. I had uh, ordered some crispy ginger chicken. Now, do you eat chicken on your uh, vegetarian uh, campaign or not? No. You do not eat chicken? No. Well, what do you eat? Vegetables. Tofu, pastas. Tofu. Oh,
4: my God.
3: Oh, You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Toss is fine. Yeah, it's not for everyone. How about chop suey? Sure. chicken chop suey, I guess. You'd have to get vegetarian. Yeah. Anyway, crispy ginger chicken, which is tender strips of chicken and a light batter, deep fried and tossed in the chef's special sauce. It's <laughs> to die from. Yeah. For. Sounds good. And I also got yuxing beef, Sichuan style. That's awesome. Sautéed shrimp. Well, how do you know it's awesome? I mean, I used to eat meat, and I love Szechuan because it's got the uh, spicy. Sautéed strips of beef with wood ear mushrooms, water chestnuts, bamboo shoots, and our spicy garlic sauce. That particular dish is out of this world. I had it for the first time the other day. Yeah. Along with my egg f- fool young. Awesome. Real spicy. So you don't miss the meat, huh? Is that what you're saying?
4: Because nobody believes you. No, of course I miss some things like filet mignon, shrimp, scallops. Mm.
3: Wouldn't it have been nice if 15th Street Fisheries would have brought you a nice, juicy steak today? That would have been good. You wouldn't have eaten it, though. No. Would you have eaten it? No. Well, why not? Because I don't eat meat. There are people out there who can't afford a nice, juicy steak. People listening to us right now who are down on their luck. It's a bad economy, baby. And somebody might bring you a big, nice, juicy sirloin steak, cooked to perfection. And you're going to leave it sitting there? You're going to give it to Bluff or somebody else in that building? Yeah. Well, Buffett—he's good people. He's the you know, him and the Steve Sloan are the only people in the sales department who even know I'm on a year. Right. So you can take care of them. Don't take care of Clarence now. If you feed him, no. make sure you put something special extra on it—the chef's special sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can come up with something. <laughs> Here is one from your curmudgeon at large, Sam Hirsch says, you're wrong regarding Steve Lapp and the James Crystal Radio Group. Joyce, the pastrami slinger queen, is marvelous radio hostess. It would be an honor for you to be employed by this fine organization. You should also <laughs> consider being employed by Adam Captain Truth Klatshoff, or Adam's uh, work. Oh, my God. This is about Mr. Ego. Well, we don't discuss him or any of that stuff on his show. Some of these people that are trying to keep their names alive by by virtue of me being on the air with my ten listeners, forget it. Mm -hmm. All done playing that game. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody knows where to find those people anymore. And if they did, they still wouldn't find it. At least we show up in this new uh, methodology, which is more than I can say for them. Peter says, greetings from London. Sorry to hear about George. I didn't mind him. Well, isn't that a great endorsement? I didn't mind him. That's nice. Although my Cuban wife is glad he got the sack. Still a great show, Neil. When I'm not working, I listen. Well, thanks, Peter. Ta-ta. Greetings. Ed says, Ed in Fort Lauderdale says, For years I've listened to you talk about several places you've been, including Chicago. Now, have you been to Chicago? I like ten times. What a great city. Love it. Great food. Nice people. The downtown is clean. You can eat off the sidewalk, the loop. Ed says, I had my first chance to visit Chicago last week. What a beautiful place. The people were great, and the food was superb. People get so used to living in South Florida, they forget there's a real world out there. I'm looking forward to going back soon. Long, long, long time listener in Fort Lauderdale. Thanks, Ed. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, my dad's from there. Is he really? Mm Mm-hmm. Or was. Sportsman's Park, Washington Park. I remember the old days of driving to Chicago to go to the track. We used to go up for the Taste of Chicago and
4: walk the streets, grab some eats, and then head over to Wrigley for a ball game.
3: Yeah. We went to Wrigley at IOD. We went to, uh, I think, three games. Remember Mark Grace hitting a home run in the bottom of the 10th inning to win one of the games. Mark Grace. Oh, yeah. Good old Mark. Those were the days, man. Ryan Sandberg at second. Mark Grace. That was my favorite player, Ryan Sandberg. Vance Law at third. Ron I say liked say for Vance a, a lot. Remember they had,
4: Remember they had Ron Say for a little while? They did? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The Penguin. Oh, yeah. And Jody, what was the
3: catcher? Jody Foster. Yeah, Jody Foster. (laughs) (laughs) Jody Davis. Jody Davis. Very good. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the uh, ex-Marlins manager, Joe um, Girardi. Yeah? Oh, yeah, catching. He was one of the catchers. Andre Dawson played in the outfield for a while. The Hawk in right field. That's right. Yep. Who was in center field? Oh, wow. I can't remember. Come on. I don't remember either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't want to get back in all this old baseball trivia because this audience, oh, we're doing, not doing a sports show, Neil. Come on. But we forgot Sean Dunstan and the Sean Meter. Sean Dunstan in Short, that's right. Yep. S-H-A-W-O-N. Is there anybody else in the history of the human race who's ever been named Shawan? Shaw, mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. Sean. He was an excellent fielder and very fast base runner, but boy, he sure struck out a lot. Oh, Sean yeah. Shawon. Yep. Cannon of an arm, though. Yeah. Good fielder. I'm trying to think who played center field. Some dark-complected kid, maybe. Anyway, Bob Loblaw says, thank God you're back on the air. Boy, I sure like your uh, supermarkets, Bob. You ever shopped at Loblaw's? Never heard of it. Loblaw's, it's an upstate New York and Toronto place. Loblaw's. Like IGA. Do you ever hear of IGA supermarkets? Yeah. You did? Yep. How about Piggly Wiggly? In oh. Chicago, they got Piggly Wiggly. Of course, and Atlanta, too. Do they really? Oh, you, you
4: worked in Atlanta or lived there? I lived there for a summer after college, Ed. Oh, how sad. You liked Atlanta? Um, it has its, you know, good and bad parts. I wouldn't live there, I don't think. Jerome Walton.
3: There you go. Wasn't he the center fielder? Yep. He wasn't a great player, but he's pretty good. Anyway, Bob Loblaw says, I know the previous couple of weeks must have been difficult for you to say the best, Bob. Muy difícil. I, too, have been a recent victim of forced exile. My exile came from the lounge, a message board devoted to the driving of our Bentleys, the purchasing of coach bags for our wives or girlfriends, lusting after the teenage pool vaulter Allison Stokey, whoever that is, posting pictures of topless French newscasters, ranting about the abuses of power perpetrated by policemen, whining about the decrepit state of University of Miami Athletics, and so on. Sounds like a hell of a time, Bob. Anyway, to get to the point, I made the mistake of having the same username on another message board, and as a result, a confession which I made regarding my inability to become and maintain being aroused while trying to pleasure my now ex-girlfriend came to light. Oh, and it goes on about his uh, manhood. It says, anyway, since this came to light, I've basically had to exile myself from a my message board, of which until now, I've been a well, well-respected, long-standing member. No pun intended. I don't know if I'll ever be able to return. Thank God that your fate wasn't as bad. The awesome Oh Bob Loblaw. How do you like that? Hmm. They were going to make Maple Leaf Gardens into a gigantic Loblaws, but it never materialized when they moved to the Air Canada Center. It's still there and still says Maple Leaf Gardens. Boy, that was a great place. What atmosphere. See, that's one thing. I know it sounds a little fuddy-duddy, like you're talking about Wrigley Field. Yeah. Someday they're going to have to, like, uh, tear down or, or build a new stadium. And here's the old outfield for the Cubs, too. Rafael Palmero, Right. Dave Rafi. Martinez. Who? Dave Martinez. Oh, I love Dave Martinez. And Andre oh, yeah. Dawson.
4: That was a, that was your starting outfield. let Dave
3: Martinez. Whose wife was he banging? There was some uh, scandal involved there, and then they traded him away. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm got the wrong guy. I don't think so. I think it was pretty much Dave Martinez. Well, I think. I think it was Ryan Sandberg's wife. But oh. at any rate, Uh-oh. you didn't hear that from me.
2: <laughs>
3: no, that was the rumor. That was the popular rumor at the time. That uh, really. Yeah, he was diddling. The, well, and I don't know what Ryan Sandberg's wife wanted. He was a good-looking guy. Yeah. Although maybe he just wasn't, you know. Who who knows what goes on behind closed doors, you know what I'm saying? Right. That was the rumor, and I like Dave Martinez a lot. He was my kind of guy. I haven't heard anything as funny as the Addicted to Bud song you just played, says Leonardo, as the intro to the 115 segment in a long time. That song definitely deserves to be played more often. I can play it again. By the way, I have to agree with the majority of voters today because Freddie Mercury could definitely sing his lungs out. Not only did he have a smooth voice, he could hit the, uh, all the notes on the scale. I'm not uh, debating it. I didn't vote for him, but I have no problem with that. Larry says, Neil, you are not one of the best. You are the best, yes. The transition from George to Flea is remarkable. Don't get me wrong, I miss George, but Flea is adequate. It's <laughs> really right. you, many of us, tune in to hear that could put three stooges in there with you and you would kick ass. Three stooges. Doi, 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 doi. Whatever happened to Tracy Neely from PolyGram? I had a big crush on her many years ago. In closing, life is short, so I say, plunge your brains out, says Larry. Thanks, Larry, although today I'm uh, eating lunch instead. It's cheaper.
2: Were you fudge packing?
3: Just in time for Shavuos tonight. Happy Shavuos to all you Jewish. 131 at QAM. What, what is Shavuos? I have no idea. What do you mean? You're a little bit Jewish. Very little. Uh, evidently. I think that upbringing in Tampa kind of de you. You know what it is? Shavoyas? No. Okay. Who are you asking? Brian
4: Specter. He's pretty Jewish. He doesn't know either. Sure sounds like it. Yeah. Well, happy Shavoyas,
3: Brian. Happy. Who's Brian Specter? He's the producer for the Big O Show. Really? The Big O? Oh. Yep. Well, what do you know about the Big O? What's I'm... he hearing about Sid Rosenstein? I don't know. I'm looking
4: right at him, though. He just who
3: laughed. Said? No. I'm looking out. <laughs> no, wonder looking you, you sound a little bit uh, out of sorts. It- Lanny and Kendall, you're looking at who? The Big O? Yeah, he's th- sitting in the uh, the studio. Does he want to come on with us? Uh,
4: I don't know. You want to come on now? Hang on. Let me see if I can get his mic on. You're Mike 1, right? I think so. I haven't worked that room yet. Never worked what room? The room
0: that he's in. Neil God, good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon, Big O. How are you doing, my friend? What do you know? Not much. You know me, I'm always left in the dark. I'm like Johnny Dark.
3: <laughs> like a mushroom.
0: <laughs> you hanging in there?
3: I'm hanging, man. I'm, just, I'm still here. I show up every day that I'm supposed to, and even some days when I'm not.
0: 30 years strong, baby. That's all we want. 33. Get it there right. 33. Yes, yes, sir. So you're
3: not going to have Jerks Your Street on, are you? No. No, Good. I'm not. <laughs> and what about Ira Windbag?
0: Yes, we have iron often, yes.
3: No, oh, no. That explains a lot. Now, do you do that voluntarily or are you being coerced into doing that?
0: No, no, I do that voluntarily.
3: Has he got naked pictures of Clarence and a billy goat or What's the story with him?
0: <laughs> he's a good reporter, man. He does.
3: Get out of here. He's a good reporter. He, he sounds like a little girl for crying out loud. He makes guilty sound like Walter Cronkite. Ira Windbag. He's a good reporter. No, why, why don't you come clean for once? One of you sports guys, come on a year. This is your opportunity and be honest with the audience and tell us why you continue to foist these clowns on the audience.
0: Oh, Oh, come on. You're, you're just bad, man. Why why you got to call the guy a clown? He works hard. He covers the team on a daily basis. He's terminal.
3: Coma inducing. <laughs> he
0: makes but Perry not,
3: Como seem like a Mexican jumping bean.
0: You're not, a, <laughs> you're, not a, yeah. you're not a sports hole like we are. That's why. Oh, talk about boring. Jack, wow. Jack. You, know, you know us, we have no lives. If it's not Shaq or Jimmy and Danny and... LeBron. And LeBron and... Oh, LeBron, Kobe. yeah.
3: Let's hear a lot more about LeBron over and over and over again. LeBron yeah. and LeBron.
0: He's, his ass is about to go home tonight.
3: Of course, I can't talk about anybody else now that we got uh, nobody listening to this show anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. You know that's a fluke. You fluke? Gotta, you got to turn... You'll, you'll, I
3: think oh, it's on. a conspiracy. Not that I'm paranoid or anything like that. I think there's something really hanky-spanky going on there.
0: Who, who'd you hammer at the uh, at the, uh Arbitron. <laughs> Did you take any shots at anybody over there?
3: I'd like to go out down to Beltsville, Maryland, and just blow all their brains out if we could find where they are. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Lanny and Kendall says, someone stole my thunder. Now, who would you vote for for the best male singer of all time?
0: uh, I haven't heard the whole list. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a huge Steven Tyler fan. Aerosmith. Oh, just, don't tell that to Flea. Aerosmith just absolutely kicks ass. I got my. I agree I, with I, that. I got my daughter hooked on Aerosmith. Now we're going. We're going to the concert next month. It's Aerosmith and uh, ZZ Top at the Hard yeah. Rock, if I'm correct, right? Is it the Hard Rock? No, the no. BAC. It's Big Atlantic Center, yeah. Yeah, it's the BAC, and then uh, I know you've got uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. Who else is on the list? Freddie Mercury. You want me to read you the whole list? Yeah. Well, at least the one... That'll that... take us till
3: about 2.30.
0: You no, got some no, time to spare from your show? What are the top five? Eddie, uh,
3: Freddie Mercury, Elvis, Frank Sinatra, Orbison, Marvin Gaye, Elton John, Johnny Mattress, Jim Morrison, Paul McCartney, Billy Joel, Nat King Cole. I'll just read the one in double digits. Wow. Burton Cummings, Luis Miguel, Michael Jackson, Stevie Tyler, and John Lennon, All and right. Robert Plant.
0: Is Luis Miguel on that list just because of your man crush on him?
3: Well, what is that man crush? See, we the were saying before, and I agree with him. Man crush my ass. How about fag crush? <laughs> no, Luis Miguel is great. You don't think he's a great singer? Uh, you know what? It's it's just that. When when I, what I, got into Flea there all of a sudden? When, this when is the I, most animated I, I, he's I, been all day. That was funny, man. I'm I sorry.
0: When I listen to Spanish it's music. It's not a
3: man crush. It's a fag crush. I'm not pretending it's like, oh, it's a man
0: crush. That is so wimpy, you know? <laughs> well, that's that's for us homophobes on this side. The Dow's like up 80 the, points.
3: Yeah, the, the sports guys have all right. got to pretend to be very homophobic.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I don't think
3: pretend is the word.
0: Right, exactly.
3: Jay Black has only got nine. I voted for him. But you got,
0: you got Frank Sinatra on that list. You got Steven Tyler on that list. You got, I mean... Well, Bono, Don't read
4: them all back to me. You know, Bono's on there. Lou Graham from Foreigner is on there. Uh, Paul
3: Rogers from Bad Company is on there. Yeah. Lou Graham don't have any votes, by the way. And you yeah. want to know why? Because nobody knows who he is. Right. I mean, Foreigner is great. Everybody loves Foreigner. Yeah. But I, until today, I never even knew who the lead singer was.
0: Right. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's terrific. And Neil's going to hate this because I've heard him... Say this before, but I love Bono and you too. I don't know. Oh. I, I knew it. Good <laughs> thing the Chinese is coming. I haven't eaten it yet. I've, lis- I li- I've listened to you enough over the decades. I know oh. you. You hate you, too.
3: I, I just don't understand that whole deal. What, what the big deal is with them and with him, and he's going to save the world from itself and all this other crap. Well,
0: at least he's a good guy. At least he's trying yeah, to make a difference. At least he's trying to
3: do good. That's right. Just yeah. like us here at QM, we're trying to do good. To see if we can fire everybody by the end of the decade.
0: Some of these <laughs> jerks that make all this money in entertainment next, don't give anything well, back. Don't give anything back whatsoever. Yeah. So at least this guy's trying to give something back and Mama Cass gave good. back part of that salami sandwich. Yeah, that must have been really disgusting.
3: I don't think she choked on the sandwich. <laughs> no. Just an urban legend. Oh, it's just, anyway, Lanny says, even though I hate opera and never listen to it except by accident, the singers have great voices, including Caruso, the three tenors,
0: etc. Yeah, but that puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not interested in that pseudo-intellectual I mean, that, crap. That's the cure for insomnia right there, just putting on opera.
3: No, sports talk is the cure for insomnia. <laughs> You're looking for modern pop singers, and, and uh, Ira Windbag. he is the ultimate cure for insomnia. The, Ira, bi- oh the big my old God. show
0: is the cure for insomnia.
3: Ira could put a flock of Mexican jumping beans to sleep in ten seconds or less. (laughs) Although he he makes Drew Rosenstein sound like God. (laughs) Drew Rosencrantz. Berg.
0: Now, are these people actually getting paid still? I have no idea. I don't know who gets paid, who doesn't get paid.
3: But some of them are still getting paid. I don't know. They 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 couldn't afford to pay George, but they can afford to pay these losers, these these newspaper losers.
0: No, that's for the uh, big shows. The little shows like myself, we get no help like that.
3: You you can't afford to pay your guests.
0: No, we can't. So Ira does your show for free. Exactly. Why, why is it necessary for him to be on all the sports shows? Is he that important? Well, he's kind of like our Heat Insider. So when something heat he's related your what? or Heat Insider, Jack. But, exactly. So Jack. <laughs> something happens with Jack. Jack. you know he Jack. comes in and uh, and and uh, gives us the info. Yeah. And I'm sure you tune in to every second that Ira's on. Oh, and then what's
3: this with you and Jimmy Syphilis? What's that all about?
0: I get he got all bent out of shape. What can I do? I mean, I took the high road and just uh let him vent. He did get his panties in a wad. Yeah, he did. He, he, he was, really did. Yeah. He got all he got all He play.
3: he thinks his stuff don't stink. Now, now that he's a big right-wing uh iOD talk show host, uh he thinks he's a hot stuff.
0: Well, some of these guys, they want you they want you to play the company line. I'm not the company guy. I just don't do that. I call it like I see it and Sometimes they get all bent out of shape, and I guess he got his panties in a water. You're wide, not trying he... to say that Jimmy is a shill for the organization, are you? Oh, what? no. Because I, 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 he I, is. I, wouldn't, I would never say that. Of course he is.
4: <laughs> he couldn't even get the, the uh, first two draft picks' names right. The oh, yeah. first two. Jason Schmidt.
0: What the hell is that? He's pitching <laughs> well, he don't the know Dodgers. Schmidt. I know that. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Well, it's been a real treat, haven't you? I don't think we've ever done this before, have we?
0: No, never. I don't think we've ever done this.
3: And, and maybe when we have that Neil Rogers studio finished, we'll invite you to come back again if, we, if it ever
0: happens. Anytime, my friend.
3: Because we come last. That's one thing. That's what Jolly Joe has let me know, is when it comes to priorities, the Neil Rogers show is dead last. Last in the ratings, last in
0: our list. Oh, I'm sure you'll turn around that first one.
3: And say hi to Sid, by the way. He's a
0: real ass clown. You got it, my friend. See you later. Bye. Oh,
1: Neil. Neil,
0: God.
3: Okay, listen up, everybody. Following pressure by state authorities, we've decided to pull our erotic services ads from the main Craigslist page. And we've moved those to a new category, adult services, where they can be monitored. Uh,
0: Excuse me, sir? Yeah, go ahead, Gina. Well, does this include the anonymous roadside rest area sex posting?
3: No, because that's not really an erotic service. That's just a standard run-of-the-mill Craigslist posting. Uh,
0: okay, fine. But we are moving our gay seeking rusty trombone and Dirty Sanchez people locator postings? Well, Gina, I pay good money to use the people locator. And trust me, the whole experience has been very erotic. Okay, fine. I understand that. But what about the postings for men seeking women for missionary-style lovemaking? <laughs> <laughs> Gina, 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 seriously, you that's not erotic. No, that's... that's I, mis-
1: I, yeah, yeah I, that ends the meeting thanks everybody nice
0: half off the boobies of the buffet
3: yeah it's a tiggly wiggly a 145 and we were just talking about piggly wiggly right yeah yeah the big always doing okay until he said about my man crush on luis miguel he said that right not you no that was him yeah oh my god why do these sports nerds say that I don't know. Is that a cover-up for being... Uh, Gay. You know. Exactly. Having the hots for some good-looking guy? Yeah. The Chronic in Montauk, New York, says, Lou Graham, formerly a foreigner, is on your poll twice.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> too bad.
4: I asked Eric to remove that. It just, I don't know, for some reason, when I hit submit, it posted it twice.
3: The second listing has no votes. The first has two or three, including mine, he says. Also, please keep us up to date about George. Well, we just had a George update a while ago, and you said uh, nothing new. Right. And Barry Jackass says George is pissed off at me for talking about his meeting with Steve White, which I don't believe that. No. Because George would have said, not for broadcast, don't put the, you know, something like that. Because George is not bashful, you know what I mean? No, not at all. The fake Tom Jicka says, Neil and Big O, some of the funniest radio in some time. You still have it, Neil. That was some of the funnest radio in, uh, in a long time. It was a pretty good segment, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it was a good segment. It was fun. It was a good idea. Yeah. And I wish nothing but the best for the Big O, because I know that his head is on the chopping block, and they've got their sights on him, you know. Th- this is like, you know, at the, um, what do they call the places in the Midwest where they where they kill the uh, cattle? Slaughterhouses. Slaughterhouses. It's like the Beasley slaughterhouse. Just line up like the cows, and uh, wait till you get to the chopping block, and they, whoop, there goes your head. You think the cows are nervous? I know being, I am. Being the vegetarian that you are? I'm sure they're nervous. Because animals can smell death, so I've been told. I mean I don't know that for a fact, but I know some of my trips to Woodbine I feel I can smell death. Oh <laughs> God, no, seriously, some of these some of these European people, I mean I swear to you, and some of these Chinese people, I shouldn't say that because the uh, Chinese delivery person's coming soon. So I may have to run in the other room when they, when I hear the beep beep. You know, mm-hmm. the phone rings a couple, just two short times. It means you got to buzz them in. We can't let uh, Paco actually answer the door, huh? He's not here yet. Oh, he he don't he don't show up till the food arrives. Nice, that's a good gig. Also, the fake Tom Jick says I'm listening online today. The song Cocaine keeps playing during the breaks. Am I missing something? Is this an inside joke? I don't know because I have no idea what goes on on the uh, online on the stream. I put a couple of uh, fake bits in there, like fake Did commercials. You? Yeah. Being the troublemaker and ocean provocateur that you are? Trying to keep the people entertained while they're listening online. Animals can smell death. So it must not be too fun standing in that assembly line, you know, while they're waiting to get their head chopped off? No. And the same with the uh, <sniffs> pigs, with those big pig noses they got. I bet you they can smell it. I don't know if I asked you this or, George, did you ever go on a highway and find yourself driving next to a pig truck? No, I have not. Oh, and you got the window rolled down? Oh. The worst aroma in history, even worse than the smelly Chinese mono woodbine, is a uh, pig truck. Well, I know that the
4: pig farms are really bad for the environment. Really? Yeah, because of the gases that they give off and the stuff that leaks into the water ducts. Pigs
3: give off gas? Oh, oh yeah. I can play something, but I can't. No, don't do that. See, I, I just want to make a point. I was thinking about this. I, I was reading something. Oh, you still got it. Let me say this to you. I'm not doing the Neil Rogers show anymore. I'm still Neil Rogers. I'm still sitting in this studio here in Toronto. I'm still in the chair. Still got this equipment here that usually works. But this is not the Neil Rogers show anymore. This is Joe Bell and Joyce Fitch's version of the Neil Rogers show. Do you know what I mean? Right. And we were talking on Monday when you
4: were off. You know, we have a list of words that you can't say in the studio. Mm -hmm. This is how juvenile this company is. The bad words that we can't say aren't even spelled out. They're using, like, asterisks and oh, the yeah. comic well, book word parts. I mean... God forbid. Seriously? Joyce do not want
3: to burn in hell. Hey, happy Shavuos, by the way, Joyce. Ron from Miami says, Shavuos is the anniversary of God giving the Torah to the Jews. Huh. Orthodox Jews stay up all night in shul and study the Torah and eat yummy blintzes and ice cream. Oh, that sounds good to me, the last part. Oh, yeah, not yeah, staying yeah. up in shul and reading the Torah. Baruch Atah Adonai... All the bubble mices all the time. Good Yom Tov, says Ron from Miami. And back at you, Ron. Happy Shavuos. It's one thing about the Jewish holidays, man. we got some really nifty names for holidays. Simchas Torah. Sukkos. Shavuos. Shavuos has got to be one of the best. And then, of course, for the Hamentashen lovers, there's always...
2: Happy Purim!
3: That too. And
1: have a season
3: pace off. <laughs> oh. David. I, I was thinking David might be uh, emailing me something about uh, Shibuos because his last name is very Jewish. But no, the best male singer. David, you'd have been way ahead of the game if you wouldn't have sent this to me, please. David says the best male singer bar none in his day and even beyond the grave, in my opinion, would be Robert Goulet. Oh, my God. I'd vote for Barry Manilow before I'd vote for Robert Goulet. Wow. Is he dead, Robert Goulet? I don't know. Maybe. I'll check. I think Michelle Goulet, who used to play for the Blackhawks, hockey player, I think he's dead. Or did he play for the Sabres? I don't know. This thing about the opera singers. Oh, brother. Anyway, Lanny and Kendall says, don't tell my wife. I like Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band because his music is the one I can dance to and still feel close to the woman I'm with. I watch her hips. I watch her hips. How do you like that? Lanny sounds like a real prevert to me. I won't, we won't tell your wife, Lanny. Are you Googling? Robert Goulet? Yeah, I'm trying to find out if he's alive. I really so alive. don't care whether he's or not. I remember that silly-ass mustache he had. Yeah. His, his kind of music is just, oh. Like M.O.R. stations used to play. You know, stations that would play Sinatra. Slush. Like the stations that are getting the big ratings in the new Arbitron methodology. You know, Slush. The Coast, Life, crap like that. Robert Goulet, my ass. That was up seventy seven point. You finding Robert Goulet? Maybe you're not spelling it right. G-O-U-L-E-T? Yeah.
4: yeah, I was spelling it wrong.
3: You were? What an income poop. By the way, somebody gave you the business I didn't read it. About Iwo Jima? Yesterday? Yeah, I couldn't pronounce Iwo Jima. Yesterday.
4: Yeah, I couldn't pronounce it right.
3: Yeah, get with it. Get get with your Japanese man. My Chinese delivery guy will be here any second. I'm the ugly Chinese delivery guy. Henry says this is this is the dumbest suggestion in a long time, not of all time, but it's in there, it's in the running. Henry says instead of blocking the emailers, try replying to them. I don't have time to reply to them. I did reply to that Stephen Alexander guy. said, so get a life, schmuck, and then I blocked him. Robert he, Goulet. He said somebody what? He died October 30th, 2007. Henry? Oh, you mean the Robert Goulet? Yeah. 2007. So he's been—he's not even warm anymore. No. Now was he eating a salami sandwich or what? Kosher hot dog, it says. <laughs> Kosher weenie, huh? Uh huh. I never knew that about Robert Goulet. Gay. Till this moment. Well, oh, I'm on the wrong channel. I got to get on uh, City Pulse, so I know what time it is, so we can get out of here in time. It's so one thing about us—we always get out on time. Am I right? I mean, the show may suck some days, like a lot of days, but we get out of here on time. Uh, let's get a gold star and a purple jelly bean. Yeah.
2: Oh, Neil. It's Date
1: in Miami town at 560-WQAM. i President Trump.